Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And this is the, the Pod. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I was like, I don't want beer right away. I want something kind of sweet. Because I did a gig last night and I, well, I was supposed to play like a half hour set. And that did not, that is not what happened. I played a lot. So <laughs> yeah. I have like a vo definite raspy, hey ladies, <laughs> am I as sexy as the uh, the guests that come on? These are not the joys <laughs> you're looking for. No, but um. My voice is a little fucking. My voice, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. little, it's a little out of it. Maybe I'll do the Yon Tucker on the air <laughs> yeah. today, where Yon Tucker when I do that. Me and Tamara can have whole conversation. Followed up by the Bugs Bunny carrot eating. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, the world is crazy, and this week we have. I, I, I want to talk. We're going to do some relationship talk for sure, but we're also going to, we got some music talk. We got to oh, do. There, there's like a shit we got all of kinds shit. of great topics, but um, we just got to make sure that we like get through them. Oh, we are. We're going to get through them. La yeah. You say that. La last, <laughs> last, like, Oh, we didn't talk about this. We still oh, speaking of, we still we do have to rant about, about bars. motorcycles. Oh, right. Motorcycle. <laughs> okay. So motorcycles is another topic. I'm, I'm running it right now. I'm writing it right now in my notes so that we don't forget it by the end of this fucking <laughs> yeah. episode. We're going to talk about motorcycle stuff. Because I got lots of motorcycle buddies, and it's the season for it. And if you're one of a mo if you're a motor motorcyclist, uh, I want to shit on you basically <laughs> for that section. I want to ask you some questions. You might wake up with a turd in your bed, <laughs> like he Amber herded it. Like <laughs> <laughs> he Amber herded it. Oh man, Taya. <clears throat> Speaking of Amber Heard, I played the atria last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of amber bumping. Oh, dude! And like, I don't, I can't talk shit. I don't want to talk too much shit on air because I do. Like, it is a good bar, and it's one of the only bars that there is left to play and bring. And people will come out and pay money and have fun. But like, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. You yeah. know, like, like specific people will walk in, and the whole bar will empty down into the basement. And then five to ten, usually 20 minutes later, everyone will be back up, and you can literally just watch, the wiping his nose, wiping his nose, wiping his nose. Everybody's got a really <laughs> runny nose after yeah. that. These people show up. And Everybody blew their nose inward. It's so fucking funny. But anyways, it was a great, it was a good <laughs> show. I got off the bat. I played with my buddy Matt Silver. Oh, maybe I'll have him on one of these days. He's a fellow musician and a, He's a really good dude, but yeah, yeah it, was, it'd be good to get it was a cool show. Um, what happened was, I'll just, I mean, I'll quickly start with a synopsis. So it was a hip hop night and then it turned into a rock night quick because one of the bands canceled. So we had a rock band open up and they had a full, full kit. So it kind of worked out because the DJ that was supposed to do all the hip hop guys sets didn't show up. He, he got sick, willed it. So we're like, uh oh. So I rolled into the venue with my my big giant pedal board and my guitar, and the, the, the two hip-hop guys were like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, what? what? What are you excited about me being here for? They're like, you're our DJ. You're going to loop tracks, and we're just going to do songs over it. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, it's intimidating, right? Yeah. 
Now the good news is, is that one of the guys was Billy Marks was the guy that, uh, that, that was ahead. It was his birthday, and I really like Billy. He's very good. He's he a very good free, freestyle killer. He's a stone cold killer with the freestyles, and um, he's got a song called Duck Duck Goose, my favorite one. Like, yeah, that's, got, that's the best one. And I got to do it with like him. his crowd interaction too. He'll walk around going Duck Duck Goose, Taps and you're like, oh yeah, heads. <laughs> he fought, it's great. I, I really enjoyed the part of the show where I got to do that with him. It was fun, and I he, we did it over an improv beat. So I did this kind of dark. Uh, D to F. So it was like D, F, E. <laughs> over and over again. F, E. K, 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 k. D, K, F, E. Like over and over. And then he just went to town with a dunk, yeah. dunk over top. And I, and he looked at me and then I got the heavy tone and would just go junk, junk. Every now and then, <laughs> kind of like a little limb biscuit kind of rip. Yeah. While he was just a dibbity dibbity bob, dibbity dibbity bobbity do, dibbity 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 bobbity do, just killing their fucking lines, right? Yeah. And I'm like bars for days. Like it was, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. So it was a, I was very intimidated by this whole "you have to be our DJ" shit because I had like six or seven songs of my own to do, and then I was like, "Fuck, how am I gonna pull all this other stuff?" Out? But it was great. I, I had a lot of fun. There was a lot of improv. We got a drummer up, so I didn't even have to make beats. I could just program bass lines and play guitar and have the drummer take over so we had some fun it was it got creative and interesting and we're kind of talking now about doing other gigs out Lindsay Peterborough and about maybe even getting a band together where it would be like Billy me Josh on drums and we'll just need to find someone on a bass guitar and we do a little four-piece hip-hop rap thing where he would rap verses and we would come up with you know catchy nookie style choruses where you just start yeah. duck duck gooses a simple chorus like you know just something catchy that's gonna bring people make people remember the song but then focus on the, the verses yeah I think it'd be sick I mean Ronnie would be proud, right? You know, yeah. trying to make Ronnie proud, right? <laughs> you know, talk about Ronnie Radke. I mean, his ability to go from the hip hop to the rock to the funk to the all these different things, you know. And then I showed you that one song that you wouldn't expect to be Ronnie it, Radke. It was country, that, but that it was drifter. Fun. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of shit that you'd walk down a roll road holding your thumb out to. I actually really wanted to see. Um, I really like the drums on that yeah. that bit, even though I mean it's not a hard drum line. It's a, it was a perfect drum line for that song. Yeah. <laughs> And it's got the it's the kick, it's a, the kick and the snare, but yeah. he's still he's got the 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 ghost note rolls that make it. I just love the drums. The drums are, are well done in that yeah. side. People underestimate how important the solid. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How solid the beat is, like how tight or how unique. Because you could just go boom ka, ba ka, boom ka, ba ka. But it's the the dynamic of the offbeat hi hat or the ghost notes on the snare or whatever or the where or the placement of the kick drum that will take what could have been a boring drum beat and will make that song a great drum beat. So yeah. and I think that song's one of them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of falling in reverse with the drum beat that just makes like even the popular monster with the boom ka, boom ka like that that you know and then back into that da 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 pop. Phil, before you're back into that chorus, you yeah. know, they know what's up. So the show was fun. It was good. Uh, and we made a few bucks. The best new, the good news was it was 10 bucks at the door and, and people paid, which was nice. You know, there was definite people that walked up and went, nope, nope, yeah. not paying that, you know, and went to Stags or Crazy Jacks or someplace else that doesn't have a co door cover, but uh, they didn't get to see the best show that was in Oshawa last night, you know, so it sucks <laughs> to be them. So with what you did with the... And I was like, oh, okay, it's Bugs Bunny eating a carrot. A carrot. Uh, so that would actually be a beautiful segue into what I wanted to talk about. And something I can I do it again if you want. There you go. Yeah, that actually sounded just like he was eating a carrot. What? Okay, so what I wanted to, to mention was a, a defensive stra a strategy that leftist trolls use to defend drag. So this might be controversial, but I don't see it as controversial. Because honestly, it, is this kind of finishing up last week's topic? 
Is no, that, no, we're, we're not, not getting there no, yet. Okay, yet, yet. this is new. So, stuff. like, honestly, if, if you want to dress in the opposite gender's clothes, by all means, you do you. It, as long I as I wasn't it, prepared for this topic, I'm going to get myself in trouble. As long as it doesn't affect me, I'm fine. Just just do whatever you want to do. But the the people uh, there are tons of people sharing. Uh, Bugs Bunny dressed up as a girl bunny, and so yeah. so I which, say, which was the '40s or something they were doing this. So as I say, like uh, you can insert insert the Wayne's World quote here with the "Have you ever found Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played girl bunny?" But anyway, saying this that <laughs> yeah. that that represented drag, or saying it's okay because cartoons taught us this first. I'm like, well, no, that that's a cop out. Like the the. When someone dresses up to trick someone into thinking they're a woman rather than a rabbit just to survive, I don't think that's what's actually I, happening. I do agree with that. If, if they're using cartoons to say, well, you know, that makes it okay, that, like, that's you're, you're making a, a three dimensional topic two dimensional. You fuck, you idiot. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's it, it, when we're talking about the abortion thing, too, it's a three dimensional topic. You, you can't be cut and dry about it, you know? Yeah. You need to get into all the. Well, they're like, well, you know, the states can still individually. Shut up! You know, just stop. It's just quit trying to control things. Leave it alone, right? <laughs> I think this is the kind of a similar idea where it's like. As a kid, you know that he has malicious intent by dressing up that way. He's doing it for a purpose, not because it's who he is. You know, that's the difference. You're actually counteracting your claim. Yeah. The drag, because that, that wasn't who Bugs was. He was just trying to lure him in. And get, if, if you're going to use Bugs Bunny as the that's why it's okay, then you condone catfishing too, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Like You're selling yourself down the, but, I don't really think about my opinions, Allie, really fast when, you, when you're when you using but, Bugs Bunny to defend drag. The reason why- But why th- are we defending it in the first place? Like, Are people sh- like really mad that people are doing drag right now? Like, it's, I don't know. I, don't well, I mean, like RuPaul had uh, her it's own- like the biggest TV show series on the planet is RuPaul's yeah, stuff. Yeah, Ru- RuPaul had her own show for a while. She's able to do whatever the hell she wants. It's not cool. a show. It's a fucking empire of shows and, yeah. and mini shows. It's yeah. like Ramsey with all of his chef shit. You know what I mean? Like but, It's similar to that and she built it or he? I don't know. What's, is RuPaul a guy or girl? I don't know. Well, <laughs> We both look at him. Well, it's like <laughs> we don't, we I'm don't. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we, that is, this is the straightest fucking her. this is the most straight guy talk you're ever gonna hear in your life okay pure <laughs> ignorance pleading got, I asked that question and me and Mark both looked at Tamara this comes down to the respecting of the pronoun so her we are we, and I'm trying okay. to be respectful it's just I didn't know right <laughs> Yeah. and I've wa- actually watched a lot of it Violet was a huge RuPaul fan fucking uh, my mom loves rupaul i'll be over drinking wine with my mom and she'll be like i'm throwing out a rupaul episode get over it you know but so i mean the reason why i brought this up and you listen to the defensive strategies of people trying to defend this i'm glad we got me on camera losing my fucking that was fun (laughs) (laughs) so i mean but again there's good reason for bringing this topic up and the reason why i bring it up is because now there are multiple shows of People in drag reading children storybooks, and multiple people, specifically who dress in drag, that are reading these children storybooks, being busted for child porn, and th- that's that's the disgusting thing. So you want to defend what's happening, and we we've mentioned this before how uh, certain people out there, certain politicians, certain individuals are <laughs> trying to normalize 
uh, a certain level of intimacy between adults and children. And it's like, no, okay, fuck no. I, like uh, you, you, th- this top, yeah, the whole topic of like you know uh, having this you know uh, desire to fuck kids. It's like, oh, that sucks to be you, you know? I have a desire to fuck gingers that are older <laughs> than 18, you know? <laughs> so I feel you. We all have our vices, you know what I mean? So I just picture my desire for gingers. Replace it. Now I want a seven-year-old, like, just, just in my own head, like, you know, try and empathize a little. Nope, can't do it. Sorry. There, I tried. I gave it a shot, and I just don't fucking care. Like, go to therapy, get help, or cut it off yeah. if you're into this. There's no, it's a lifestyle. I, I and, and this is the problem. This is where to, this is oh man, where we might oh I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> this is where tolerance gets you. I'm sorry, boys. You you being tolerant. There's nothing wrong with being tolerant, but um okay. Uh, well, sorry, what was I going on? About? Uh, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be super super tolerant, you gotta you gotta know when to stop. And if everything is okay. You're gonna, let, you're, so this, you're gonna let kids get molested based on tolerance? Is that where you're at? So this video is a lot shorter. Just a heads up, we made it to 12 minutes, <laughs> but we caught you freaking out. So we that's did, good. we did, we did, we did. That's all good. It's all good and gravy. Being a really tolerant person, you know, we're we're raised to be that way. You know, you're supposed you can't hate the gays because they're gay. You're supposed to tolerate they have a different lifestyle than you. Now, to me, that's not tolerance. Their lifestyle doesn't affect you, and you shouldn't have an opinion on it. But the pedophile thing that is that's where it gets ridiculous because it's like we should be intolerant to that like i mean you have to draw the line somewhere you know that's all i'm saying you're right the world is right we shouldn't be intolerant to someone of a race or based on sex or based on these things like it took us so long to get to the point where just you know basic human rights for certain people got they get it and then they're like, oh, yeah, but what about the pedophiles? They need rights, too. And it's like, guys, there's a line. Like, yeah. And I think this is the biggest problem with society is that we're all forgetting where the lines are. Yeah. You know, like, yes, I'm happy that we've moved in a direction where, like, obviously racism and sexism and all these things are still issues. But I believe that we're in a place now where it's a lot better than it ever was. I mean... I saw that interview with Morgan Freeman where they're like, racism in Hollywood. He's like, there isn't any anymore. In fact, if you're black, you have more opportunity to work now because it, it's cool to cat, you know, it's a, it's a fucking basically free press to say, oh, you have a movie that's all women or all blacks or something. Everyone's like, oh, I'll definitely support that. Like, it's a fucking trend right now to be supportive of all these people that were oppressed for so long. And I think that's awesome. That is good. But you don't get to just jump piggyback on that, you pedophile faggot motherfuckers. You don't get, that's not how that works. Don't, that that's, that's where I get mad because you're, you're, you're like piggybacking real evil Yeah, on, on, I mean, on a movement that's beautiful. I it, mean, that's to, fucked up to me to say like, oh, well, it's it's not my fault that I'm sexually attracted to it's somebody younger, which is not actually me saying that, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm using that as an example. Yeah, if you're a person that has it as a problem, it's like, well, but but then you say, OK, but we're still protecting our children from people like you there, like there's there's th- there's therapy for this shit like they can pump you full of hormones so that you don't get aroused and shit and i mean there it exists there's program it's just like any other illness i'm bipolar there are ways to help it or you can raw dog it so if you're a pedo you can you know raw dog your pedophilia and just hide in the basement of your house and never fucking leave or kill yourself which is totally an option by the way i condone pedophiles hanging themselves there you go i said it (laughs) i I don't give a fuck you want to get mad about it get mad or other option 
is go out into the world and get a job and use gene therapy and stuff and try and, or, or, or whatever, you know, like my trans friends that take hormones to not, like I have a friend who went from being female to male and obviously you have a period. So you take certain things so you don't have a period anymore and you don't have any of those. That, I mean, like, so there's, there is therapies that you that the trans world that, that are part of that world that people who are pedophilic can use to as well stay out, keep away from those urges. There's, there's options just like any other illness. You can fix it or you can raw dog it, but you fucking pick one. I I gotta say I do like the uh, the internet warriors that do that do their due diligence. Like they'll pretend they're a fourteen year old girl. Like uh, like the Chris Hansons of the world who uh, who would just specifically make a video online to show this guy's face and be like, oh yeah, you came here looking for a fourteen year old girl. Oh, oh you caught me, motherfucker! Everybody look at this guy's face, and he <laughs> runs away. And like now that person, like okay, well now I'm afraid. Well, you fucking should be. You should, yeah. So really. that you don't fucking you're not, do this. Yeah, you're not checking that that urge, and you need to. You know, just like I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I this is this is it's a weird thing to say, but like men. I don't. I can't speak for women because I'm not one, but I believe they don't have this. I think it's a very men have urges of all different kinds that we are constantly saying no to. We are programmed to fuck anything with with two legs and a pulse and make more of us. So on the on the. On the guy side, I have an episode where I'm literally talking about uh, the impulses of men. It's actually drilled into the testosterone. It the is. Libido. It is. And we have different levels of it. I, you know, I'm a guy who can fuck twice a day, every day, and three times on Sunday. That's I, I've, there. I know lots Lady, of ladies. lots of my girlfriends are like, you know, I was with the guy we didn't fuck for three months. <laughs> I was like, you were dating, sleeping together in a bed, and didn't fuck for ninety days. Sell your dick. On eBay, get some money for that. And you're not using it. Like, I don't, that to me, but but there are relationships. You know what? I, I have friends where they fuck every couple weeks and it works for them. It, that really does. I guess, you know, I was with someone for 11 years. So you got to spice things up now and then. I know how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that. But everybody has is different, right? But I think men in general, like we always have these urges to just procreate and do whatever. Uh, when, a, when you are with a woman and another woman gives you attention or maybe throws you up against the bathroom stall and tries to blow you at the bar. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm just saying like, you're with someone, you're being a loyal dude, but some like really hungry girl is just like, I'm gonna take you, yeah. right? You need to control that urge because everything, I, I, a woman that's being thrown up against the fucking stall being like, I'm going to bang you and she's with a guy, she's, you know, I don't think they're dealing with that urge to say, I yeah, just let her suck your neck, you know? <laughs> they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this guy doing to me? Like it, to them, it becomes, a, it's a rapey situation. Yeah. It's not rapey for us. Yeah. It's like this decent looking woman wants to have it my dick, but I'm with <laughs> another person. And I've been in this, not, I wasn't in a bathroom stall, but I'm, I was in, I was at my house and I was in this situation and I was with the, what ended up being my wife. And I had to be like, you got to go. I need you to leave right now. And they was just like, what? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. You're fucking beautiful, but you need to leave my house now. Get your fucking clothes on and go. You know what I mean? Because I was going to make, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. And at the end of the day, she cheated on me. So I probably fucking should have done it, but I did it. And I <laughs> slept soundly at night knowing that. And now years later, I'm glad I even, you know, that was probably 15 years ago. Now, if I really think about this incident and I feel so, I, I sleep soundly at night. And I feel a lot better about myself being able to tell that story, knowing that I did the right thing. You know what I mean? I've never been a whore in relationships. I try not to be, but we should be. 
It's kind of programmed. Yeah. So I do empathize with that urge, but that's where the empathy ends because I know we all have it. So if your urges are those same ones just towards kids, like we're, we all have them and we all curb them. Yeah. Mine are just towards that ginger bitch at the grocery store. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not, so I'm you know taking those urges to say, don't go hit on that girl. She's probably just here to pick up cheese. She doesn't want you complimenting her. Just leave it alone and leave, Alex. That's me taking the urge and just curbing it a little bit. You know what I mean? Or maybe I don't curb it completely and I go up and I say, hey, how you doing? and I just try to introduce myself but I'm not, I don't really say anything to you. You're just taking the urge and you're doing something with it. Yeah. One way or the other, you're dealing with it. And that's why I'm like, okay, deal with it. You have yeah. the urge to do something illegal, wrong, sick, and evil. Fucking check it. Yeah. I check off. Do you know how many people I want to watch the life leave their eyes? I, I, my, <laughs> my ability to keep my bipolar, I, I mean, as a bipolar person, we are pretty much programmed to be able to kill a person and then be able to move on the next day and be a normal functioning member of society and it not really bug you. Like, like I could probably take a life and it would probably affect me way less than the rest of you. I seriously, seriously th believe that. And my friends with multiple personality, I definitely know they could. Because when you get in a certain mo mo mode that as a, as a crazy person, when you try to remember, you can actually vaguely remember the feeling because when you're in it, you're just so out of your own body. Yeah. If I got in that mode, I could kill a person for sure. And I could probably go to work the next day and shake people's hands and act like a perfectly normal person. That's, you heard it here first, folks. Let's it, get this man a straitjacket. You know, but also, <laughs> I'm just saying, but so as, as, as an insane person, there's another urge, you know? So last year, my crazy crazy fucking drug addicted landlord destroyed all my things <laughs> that I'll never see again. Guitars bought for me by grandparents, you know, items that were part of my family that are just gone because of this uh, piece of garbage. Jim Carrey stand up. He actually uh, has a segment where he's talking about that little voice in your head yeah, the, that, that like tells you like, uh, 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 turning your car into oncoming traffic would be counterproductive. <laughs> And so, like, you know, as a crazy person, I have to check that I'm not allowed to take his, to hurt him because <laughs> it's not worth it. But I know that more than most people, I could really hurt him and feel nothing about it. You know, most people would be like, oh, but, you know, he had a rough childhood and, you know, maybe he'll get off drugs and be better. And and I just, I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I'm crazy. So I know that my empathy, <laughs> no, but I, I know as a, as a crazy person with my own issues that my empathy levels aren't good and that I probably capable of things that will get me in trouble. So I check it. I took medication for years for it. I now just make sure that I am so good at not being in situations where I'm ever going to see the bear. Know that that bear never gets poked. I take the responsibility to check my problems. And I, so therefore I have, I have a lot of problems being empathetic towards that. Anybody with that, that's got a pedophilic thinking in their head because you need to treat it the same way I treat my urge to murder a person with my bipolar. It's a problem. It's illegal. It's evil. And you need to check it. I'm okay with that evil. I could do that evil thing and I could walk away probably fine. So I know that's the only thing I have in common, but it is still an evil thing that I could probably pull off. It's the closest thing I could compare it to would be probably taking a life. And yeah. yeah, I am comparing raping a kid to taking a life because it's just as fucking devastating and fucked up and, 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 and just as evil and uncool. So it's probably on that same level. And I know I can well, probably... I mean, it's, e it's easy to compare that because most people say like, oh, okay, you raped that child? Okay, I wish you did. Let's bring I wish back you died. punishment. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it's, it's not a hard sell. This, this whole topic. So my ability to kind of feel that one evil thing 
Uh, of all the people in the world to say, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe we should, uh, uh, that sucks for you. I'm still not on that boat. I'm still like, no, he just needs to be Ladies checked. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, you, you know, SpongeBob. <laughs> I, uh, I love when you, when I do my voices and you just run when you're like, it sounds like this. I love it. What was the other one that we did a couple weeks ago? And you're just like, oh, so-and-so is here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, ma'am. That's good stuff. But yeah, that's, that's at least where I sit on it. I imagine you're in that same boat, eh? Yeah. As, yeah I don't even have kids. So I mean, the the scary thing is, I mean, there there was all of a sudden a sudden trend, and now multiple shows of people in drag reading children's storybooks, and it was most commonly storybooks about like, oh, it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that, and it's like, oh, okay, but then these people started being busted as uh, having child porn on their on their on their computers, and it's like, okay, oh, well, the people that were reading the stories, yeah, and it's like, okay, so these people are being busted, and these people are around your children, so I was like. I was saying that th this almost falls in line with like the gender neutral bathroom. Like it should be fine, but then there's a few bad apples that can quickly turn life into a nightmare for yeah. anybody. Right. So um, like, I wish it wasn't that, that way. I wish children were safer than I was growing up, but there's a lot more fucked up people in this world now than there was when I was growing up. Like when, when you could be on the streets on your own until the streetlights came on, it's like, oh fuck, I better get my ass inside. Reminds me the, the uh, that's why I love that Dear Rouge song the, called Give Me Spirit because the first line is, I've been thinking about simpler times. Um you know, when our curfew was a streetlight is the line. And I'm like, mm. oh, I remember that. You know, when that light's on, I'm going to, I will look at the, 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 the stove. And if you're not back in five minutes after that light comes on, I will send the, you know, the people in our, <laughs> so I, I grew up on a court. Uh, so all the moms and, and kids were friends. So if we were out, you know, and the moms would collectively gather <laughs> at the, on the court and go, where are they? The light's on. And if we weren't home, they'd come looking for yeah, us. It's and not so get... much neighborhood watch. It's, it's the ass whooping. Oh yeah. Group. And they were all <laughs> single moms. Every one of these women, I think only one of them had a husband that was still around and he worked a lot. So he was never there. And so yeah, they'd go out. And if I remember a couple nights we would just be out late or somebody would say, fuck it. We'll, they'll come find us. Yeah. And everyone in the moment was like, yeah, they'll come find us. Now that's not good. When they find you, they bring you home by the ear or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever they can grab, whatever part of you, your mom gets a hold of is the part you're being dragged home by. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's pretty funny. If it's the nose or the hair or a toe, you're in for a bad night. <laughs> Did you hear of uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? Epstein's lackey there. Um, I've heard of it, but I know pretty much nothing. So okay, so she Pat, just fill me in. So she was just sentenced to uh, twenty years for uh, sex trafficking. Right. So like like the <laughs> three Disney CEOs through a couple weeks ago were too. Yeah. So uh, R. Kelly was also sentenced. Oh. Okay, but <laughs> finally, yeah, but Glenn Maxwell got twenty years, and then R. Kelly got thirty years, and he's so upset by this, he's actually uh, suing. I don't know. I what don't, the Supreme Court of the I, United I, States? I, I think something like <laughs> yeah, that. He's, something he's suing ridiculous. somebody for being compared to Glenn Maxwell, and it's like, but that's that's what you did. You sold kids for sex trafficking. That, that's what you're. <laughs> You're the male version of Ghislaine Maxwell. Mark Kelly's is such a fucking piece like, of shit. What the hell? It's so. It's kind of like. I don't know, man. I was. I just. Uh, I love Chris Rock's always because Chris Rock loves R. Kelly's music, but he hates R. Kelly. He's just. He's got the best bits about him, man. Like you got and watch any Chris Rock specials where he's shitting on R. Kelly because like R. Kelly's music is so good, yeah. or at least when he was like when we didn't know he was a sicko and he put out "I Believe I Can Fly" and all that stuff and. Um, 
what was that other 2K something? He had a record in like 2001 called 2K2 or something or something. And <laughs> okay. it was really good too. It had like three or four big hits on it. And then you're like, well, he pisses on 12 year olds. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> whoops. So, so the and weird... all of a sudden, anytime you were like, I believe I can believe you, you should heal, feel horrible guilt <laughs> because what you, what you should be saying, but I believe I can piss on a 12 year old girl. I believe I can, you know, it's just not cool, man. Like, it's yeah. just, you have to check it. But yeah. When you hear R. Kelly on the radio, if you turn it up, does are you a piece of shit or do you just like that song? <laughs> <laughs> That's the age-old question. So, so Ghislaine Maxwell, just before the trial uh, ended, she was actually put on suicide watch. It's like, oh, are the Clintons gearing up for some suiciding? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh. And this is actually what happened to uh, Robert Kelly, uh, R. Kelly. Is his name Robert? I don't know. R. Kelly. Whatever. As he was sent to... Rim job, Kelly, now. Yeah. <laughs> As he was sentenced to 30 years, he was put on suicide watch afterwards. And when he was put on suicide watch, he's like, what? Wait, what the fuck? Are they comparing me to this? And it's like, well, I mean... If I was the people the that same, are... If I was the Clintons and I was going to off... Um, Maxwell, the same way we did, they did Epstein. I would off R. Kelly too, just so that it didn't. So just to throw people off, and they'd be like, "Well, R. Kelly definitely didn't go to that island, or did he?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, the island's concept was based off of R. Kelly. <laughs> you know, they called the the Epstein Island. The people that went there, it was called R. Kelly Island for a while. They just didn't, don't want to tell anybody that. Oh yeah, the people on the island are like. What are, what are all the celebrities getting caught with children doing? What are they doing? Oh, they're pissing on them? Hey, let, let's uh, prepare the plastic sheeting. Yeah, Pull out the yeah. tarps. <laughs> well, if, we like doing that, too. We're gonna, where did he do it? At his house? We need an island. We need an <laughs> island so they can't find us doing this. They found Rob's. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I, I do. These topics today are a bit fucking much. It's, right? right? This, is a, this is a heavy episode. It we is. are making light of very serious shit. Yep. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> Shot with a zero. <laughs> and zero is for the fucks we give about your feelings, okay? <laughs> no, I mean, these are sensitive topics, and, I, and I've got lots of experience with that fucked up shit from, when I, from the kids' stuff, and I just, you know, you... I was taught we had a whole whole talk about break the cycle. That's another reason I have no no empathy for, um, you know, people that are getting caught with child porn on their computer or people that are that are that are into that lifestyle because, like, there's just so many fucking ways. Or, <laughs> there's so many options when you're fucked up to get help. Yeah, there's so many places to go. You know, so I don't know. That, I almost feel like years and years and years ago. You, there was nowhere to go. You know, you couldn't even be gay and tell people you had to get married and have kids as a front just so you could go, you know, suck John down the road there. You know, once a week I give Johnny a blowjob and it's like amazing and I have to fuck that bitch wife twice a week <laughs> and fucking go show up to Sunday church with the fuck, read the fucking Bible. <sighs> but then I get to blow Johnny on Monday and it's all worth it, right? Yeah. Like, I feel horrible that they, someone had to live. Like, can you imagine being a, like loving women? The whole world's gay, right? And you love women. You, you get to fuck Tamara once a week. But for the other five days, you're going to take it in the ass from some guy and pretend you love that family. Yeah. Like, just switch the roles. That's insane. But I, I, I got to do what you got to do, right? I, would, I don't wish it on anybody. That's fucking... Uh, anyways, okay, I'm going. I'm ranting. Okay, next topic. Uh, more virtue signaling. Uh, friends creator. So whether you like friends or not, the creator, one of the creators, Marta Kaufman, she's putting out a $4 million donation. I don't even know to what, to who, to where. I don't know. But uh, it's in feeling apologetic for not being diverse enough with the friends cast. 
And and like the entire fan base thinks it's fine. In the show, they had a lesbian couple. They've had uh, a gay husband. They've had uh, black people in power. They've had relationships uh, with multicultures, white and black. Like it's a very like, tolerant show. Like so many different things. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I cast six white people, so I might as well donate $4 million for some reason. Fucking white guilt, man. Like we got to get past this. Like just because you're straight and white, you're guilty. Like, fuck, man. Tom McDonald is so right when he's like, I'm not apologizing for being straight and white. Like it's like, I'm I'm not saying that anything is wrong with being different than that. But just because straight white people were the shittiest to all the, the gays and the blacks and the Jews <laughs> forever, like our generation is the break. Like that, that we talk about the break the cycle. I say this so much. I should fucking t- name my next band break <laughs> the cycle because we have done it. Our generation, not baby boomers. You guys started it very well. I'll give them that. There was a huge beginning of the movement with the baby boomers in the 70s when they were opposing the war, Vietnam and all that. You know, there was a big, the hippie movement, you know, was, was very, they took what the, the, you know, their parents started in the 60s and the early 70s and in the 70s and 80s, they kind of, the baby boomers ran with it. And that's when you started seeing people of color in comedy and on TV and in movies so much more. And you started seeing, you know, the lesbian couple would show up on a sitcom, you know what I mean? You know, uh, they started saying, don't call everybody fat <laughs> and, and shitty, you know, maybe have a little bit of, you know, and then by the 90s. We got into tolerance mode. Now we're adults or young adults. And these people have their own uh, political movements. You know, these people are a topic in our local politicians' policy for running for office. These people are... There's this show called Will and Grace that just dropped on TV. Oh, geez, a whole show about this. Like, that was progress. That was us. Right? The, and I'm going to say some fucked up shit. While the Jews were running Hollywood, they're like, oh, people don't mind gays? Okay, we'll put them on TV. So they did, right? So all you started to see all this stuff. Do you think the Jews would have allowed them you to put a gay couple on TV if they thought everybody would change the channel and people still hated them? No. So they made sure that everything was perfect, and, the, and it was only perfect when we were watching it. We were the first generation to say, I'll watch Will and Grace. I'll make it the biggest most popular show on fucking Sunday nights, and that will show you all that we are we we're done with the racist, sexist, two bathrooms, all that shit. We're done with it. Well, we're done with it. Well, I mean, I have to uh, to bring up the office here, and for for you to bring up Will and Grace, so. <laughs> At the uh, the, uh, I just remember that show was a very big deal in the '90s because it took that community and it gave them a voice, and then yeah. we were seeing these things on TV. And my parents were like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "That shit was funny." Yeah. So in the office, when they start uh, selling off all their stuff in the warehouse, and Oscar's got like doubles of the collection of Will and Grace, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you're a big Will and Grace fan." He's like, "Well, no, I just keep getting it for Christmas." <laughs> Because Oscar's the only gay yeah. guy in the office. Right? So everyone's like, oh, here's a show for you. It's like, uh. <laughs> you literally have an office joke for everything <laughs> I say. I mean, because, I mean, so many people try to pander to every individual group, but these groups are already, they're already doing what they want to do. They're getting exactly. along fine. Yeah. But that's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a big part of it was us, you know, our, the 80s babies with the 90s nostalgia and people born in the 70s, like, which is the late baby boomers, you know, people born. I don't know, 69 to 75-ish. Like, that, that That was part of a group, too, that, that was just... 
We're we're breaking the cycle, and I just we got to do it with this pedophilia thing. You know, we got to get this. You know, oh, I got molested by my dad. Well, don't go raping kids because of it. Maybe be the one to change that. You know, I've said this. I don't want to rant too much on it because it's just break the cycle. You know, my uh, my dad was was a drinker. My dad drank his fucking face off. Still does. My dad's never owned a damn thing in his life because he just can't stop spending money on booze. My dad also has the same crazy shit in his head that I do, and the booze helps deal with it a lot. So I get it. But I broke the cycle. I don't drink. I have drank and done stupid shit, but I've never been considered an alcoholic. I've never had liver issues, never had kidney issues, never had somebody say, you need to stop drinking. Never had my friends sit me down and say, you have a drinking problem. It's not even in the cards. We drink every week on this show. Have you ever once when Alex, you got too drunk on the show or well, we, have, we can't put that show out because you drive. It's, you, have you ever saw me drinking and got yeah. worried? No, I broke the fucking cycle, Mark. I win. I fucking win. And my whole family on the on 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 both sides, there is definitely booze around. It's definitely a common thing. It's, it's not I'm necessarily just not that. I mean, okay, yes, we have to but break. I'm not talking shit. I mean, my family's my family. I love them all. Yeah. But we've all got our demons and our issues and I just I I managed to I got my own demons that are separate from booze, but, believe okay, me. That right there but is, I broke the that cycle. is is the point that I want to bring up is what? yes, okay, you're breaking the cycle, but you're your own person. And I definitely so in my, have my own issues. So in yeah, so in my family, for me to uh, be a musician, my mom's like, I don't know where you got this talent from because nobody nobody in our family is a musician. Mm. Like this came out of nowhere. What's Again, the mail is the mailman like a bald, stocky musician. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she just forgot to mention that. <laughs> I'm sorry. The mailman, that's such a, my mom and the mailman jokes. Because my mom always, she thought she was the last one. So there was always this joke that she came but from remember the remember the, the, like the hair jeans you get from the mom. So. Is that what they say? Yeah. Oh, because my, my, I got, I got, I got dad's hair. Yeah. I lock you because mom's hair is thin as fuck. <laughs> my, dad, my dad's like 60 and he's still got, I think he's got four grays. He's fucking killing it. You know, it's one thing I'll give my dad. Gregory's got nice hair. Although uh, my stepmom got breast cancer and she had to get lose all her hair. And to make her feel better, he got rid of all that beautiful fucking hair yeah. of his, which I thought was a really cool thing to do that would, like to, to so, do, I love my hair, and I don't know if I have a, if there's a wife on the planet I'd go bald so, for. Okay, so me being a bald guy, and she'd be like, "No, no, let like let like the sides grow out a little bit, whatever." I'm like, "No, I have to shave. I have to shave don't my head." To her, exactly. She's wrong, and I'm like. And I'm like, like oh, I don't want to look like a like superintendent a, Chalmers is yeah. what you'd look like. That's a bit much. I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. I'm like, I liked my hair. I miss my hair. I wish I had my hair. And I, and everybody who knows me now is like, I can't picture you with hair. I'm like, oh, but I miss me neither. <laughs> right? I need to see yeah. some pictures of you with hair now because 99 percent like, of the stuff the, I've seen. Being the bald guy, like I'm still insecure about the baldness so if you and, let it grow in how bad is the bald like is, is your receding hairline like got like what's what do you, what can you bring it's in it's like horribly horribly thin on the top so it would be almost you can see the scalp yeah it's like a shiny scalp yeah yeah so nice. like but i'm i'm still insecure about that even like when my dad went in for his uh cancer treatments the chemo uh he ended up losing his hair and he was very insecure so he did like the wig thing and, every, oh, and everybody no. could tell it was a wig you know, but he's just like, but I need to cover it. It's And I'm like, I'm the same way. Like, I need to, I'm like, I, I can accept it. Like, yes, okay, I'm bald, but I don't like it. So I have to, I'm always hats, a hat guy. Always, got always a hat guy. Most of bald people are, and I think it's not, it's also um, practicality. Uh, your, your head is soft. And I know <laughs> guys that don't 
that are bald that don't wear hats, their their head is cuts and scratches and it's sunburn and the skin peels and it's like it's the top of your head. The sun's the first thing the sun gets. So I think. Oh I'm yeah, like, if I'm in the pool all day, it's not. It's a, not. It's you, not you're good. a fucking tomato. You look like a walking dick the next day. Look, I'm a big cock. Come here, sweetie. You know. Hey, dickhead! Shut up. Yeah. I know, right? I didn't want this. <laughs> you know. I so I, I that so I think a lot of the hat, the bald people being hat guys is that is that so. I think the other reason, same reason you see people with hair having hats. Like for me, I didn't bring my hat today and I was pissed. I got in the car. I was like, where's my hat? Fuck. It's not here. This is bullshit. I should have brought a hat because my hair blows everywhere while I'm driving. <laughs> I drive with windows down. I don't like doing AC. So I'm driving with the windows down. I fucking hairs in my face and my nose. I can't see when I'm driving. I hate it. And then you put it up and it doesn't matter because does, tens- does it ever get caught on your chin hair and suddenly you feel like Cthulhu? Yeah, it gets wrapped up in it. It does yeah. like a coil like this. And I'll then show you. you feel like Cthulhu yeah. as it's blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I more feel like um, Cthulhu's. <laughs> Cthulhu's. Is it Cthulhu's or Cthulhu's? Cthulhu's. Is it a, is it a, is it a hard T yeah. in Cthulhu? Yeah, it's Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. I'm Cthulhu. going with Cthulhu. I don't know why, just because I think it's a silent H. Cthulhu. You know, everyone's got their own. I also can't say jewelry. So, <laughs> so the way you say that you word, just said it. No, I didn't. I said jewelry. The yeah. word is jewel. Re. Yeah. I add an A in there. Jewelry. I can't not say a re. I say, <laughs> but I, if I do it real, jewelry. That's how you say it. Yeah. Jewelry. You see, I can't do it. <laughs> I throw it in there every time. I'm going to cut a piece of my tongue off, you know? Anyways. <laughs> oh, man. I got to use that. I got to be like, in the, in the future, I'll be like, okay, the next contest is... If you could say jewelry, <laughs> you win. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah. Tamara, say jewelry and share the prize with me. Um, I say it the same way you do. Oh, shit. You have to say, I think it's a common uh, dumb white person thing. Just not be able to say it. Um, okay. Well, where to put my phone there with my topics? Okay. So uh, I do want to say, well, I was asking you pre-podcast if you listen to the Gina Carano. And I, I haven't, but I, it's the Gina Carano Joe Rogan episode. Yes. I'm super stoked to do it. And when we're done recording today, it is uh, probably going to be my evening tonight to go home and <laughs> I hate to say this, but we'll be to go home and look at our last episode you posted because I have been so busy with work. I haven't even seen it yet or gone through and to check out Gina. That's yeah. going to be it because I beat Sonic Origins. Yeah. <laughs> I kicked the shit out of that game. 100% complete. And I bought it six days ago. <laughs> but I'll go through and do it again. God, it's good. Yeah. It's so good. All the little animations. So there was, a seg- uh, there was a part in uh, on that podcast where she mentioned like, oh, yeah, well, when I was, you know, younger, around 17 to 19, whatever, blah, blah. Like she brings up old English. She's like, and I was like, oh, you drank? You drank old English? Like, <laughs> I just know it from around here, and I didn't know if it was a product. Where's she from? Product. In the podcast, she talked about where she grew up or anything? Uh, well, no, she talked about how she lived in California, and, okay. then, and then she was moving to Montana somewhere. Uh, but then, like, Joe Rogan's like, oh, whereabouts? And it's like, I don't want to say because, like, she's been getting a lot of hate. And yeah. She moved from California because the paparazzi was, like, circling her house and... That's fucking nuts. Yeah, like being stalked. So, and then she would get to the point where she's like, uh, she's got her phone and camera out taking pictures of the paparazzi. How do you like it? Yeah. How, how do you fucking like it? I'm going to broadcast this shit. Nobody knows who you are. If I, um, if I was like that in that same celebrity status, I think I'd, do, I'd be out there too. Like I, if they were doing it, I'd, I'd live. I'd go like Facebook live on my Gina account or my official account and be like, 
hey guys, it's just your favorite. Like, like Tom, you know how Tom does his, his, yeah. his stories and, you know, it's his backyard of his house and it's kind of cool because you see his fence and his gym and the door to his house. So even though he's like a famous person with money, it really, uh, Whitney Cummings, the comedian also, she oh my God, she posted a picture. I swear to God, you can see the lip of her pussy in the last picture she posted. It's her in the ba- her backyard in a bathing suit. I swear to God. <laughs> it's so, and, Cause she, what did she, she, she put something in the place of it. Like as a joke, something I can't remember. It was a funny picture, but if you, and I put a few zoom in, I swear to God, it's <laughs> it's funny. But I, I think it's fun when you know celebrities that you're a fan of will post personal things. Like she posts her office, and she'll be on the phone talking about booking gigs, yeah. and she'll just post a little. 50 second thing about her squabbling about the percent the venue's going to take or something. I love that. That's the instant. I mean, that's what you do with your videos when you're here. Like, Oh, we're about to do the podcast. And that's why I do them because I enjoy them. And anybody that gets off on that behind the scenes bullshit, the way I do, I'm hoping we'll get off on our behind the scenes bullshit the same way. Well, maybe not so much get Get off, off. but enjoy. (laughs) Um, Like star Wars. (laughs) Heartily, heartily enjoy. Star Wars (laughs) is one of the ones that's the most fun for back behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I love about Star Wars is that when you're watching it, I'm never like, how did they make this? But when I, because I'm so, because the story is so enthralling. That's why I don't like Star Trek. Because Star Trek, I'm always like, oh, how'd they do that planet? I don't care why they're there. I just want to know how they made it. And that's the difference. So I hate on on TikTok because of the shit that happens with China. But But yet you talk about it so much. I actually love love all the clips because when you're going- He's a secret Chinese agent. (laughs) Don't listen to him. Secret Chinese agent. When you're scrolling through Facebook and since they've like unified and you come across. The, All right there, the, bing bong zeal. Yeah. Okay. The, oh, you want the shot pot. Oh man. That is so racist in so many ways. <laughs> so when you're scrolling through and then you come across like the TikTok reels, uh, again, with the B reel, uh, they actually had a little bit of a B reel from, uh, what the guy, the guy from public from, enemy. No, from, um, <laughs> Superman. I don't know if it was the first one or it might've been the third one. Anyways, Superman's like, uh, Christopher Reeves holding uh, Richard Pryor, <laughs> and and he's like coming down on a flight. But I didn't know how they did that. The coming down, whether it was strings or, oh, or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah. yeah. And, and it was like the seesaw thing where they. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, that's cool!" That's I didn't very know that. Cl- yeah, I love the practical effects where you're like, "Who came up with that?" Yeah. Who went? Because it's it becomes it's a problem, hypothesis, solution. You know? Okay, we want to make the Death Star. Well, how do we do it? I. Get some clay and some fucking guys with time. Uh, Lego, Lego, and then, well, before, three thousand pieces, and, the, and then ma- and then they hung it from the ceiling by a string and said, "Now we're gonna go out in the parking lot. We're gonna blow up some fireworks, and then we're gonna smack those two things together, and that's the end of Alderaan." <laughs> you know, like it's 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 just like that practical effects before we had just CGI to plump pump it in. I love. I agree. Yeah. Um, but again, that was just going through, oh, here's a real, oh, it's Superman. Okay, what's he doing? Oh, he's landing. And that was on just a TikTok I'm reel. Just, like, every, there's so much random Every time shit. you talk about TikTok, and it's not a race thing, I'm just going to call you a Chinese uh, infiltrator and start talking to you in an Asian accent. It's not <laughs> a race thing. Well, I just don't trust that TikTok isn't literally well, no, okay. stealing everything you film and using it against you. I'm no, not so, so the I guess the, the shit that has come out about TikTok is in China, it promotes uh, intelligence and healthy eating and all that stuff and in u.s uh it promotes the opposite like they're trying to dumb down their opponents kind of thing yes and uh with that being said more and more uh politicians in the uk and in the u.s are thinking you know 
we're not on the best of turns with China right now, so we should probably ban TikTok. And it's like, oh, kind of like uh, the former president was saying that you should do because of all this shit. Trump? Yeah. yeah. So it's like this man who said like, oh, uh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. We should do this. We should do this. And they fought him on all of it. And then fucking now it's like, oh, this happened. That happened. And now you're going to do this. And now you're going to do like what? I think this, uh, and I mean, this might be a segue, but I think that what's good, that whole abortion thing is a, and, and the way he pulled the troops out of Iraq and ran and, and the fact that he is definitely dead and he's a puppet on strings and Kamala's <laughs> fucking puppeteering. We all know. Oh, so man. when we talk about the American president, we're talking about Kamala because anyone with a brain in their motherfucking head knows See, that he's, I mean, he's either I'm dead. Still not he's sure he's not you... even, he's not, he doesn't exist or he is so fucked up on Xanax that he can't even See, speak I'm properly. I'm so used to pronouncing Kamala's Kamala that I actually heard that it was Kamala. And it's like, See, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's like, I don't know. Do you count like, the fucks I give about how to say her name on no hands right now because she's an evil piece of shit running the country into the ground and she has a uterus yet still wants to tell you how, what to do with yours. So yeah, I'm not so about another, this bitch. Another cool thing. She's also this, homies with all the Clintons and Epsteins. Another cool stuff. thing on this uh, Carano episode is they bring yeah. up, uh, Rogan talks about uh, Pelosi and how nah! Pelosi is actually the greatest <sighs> investor in the world, better yeah. than whoever. And, and the, uh, it was questioned, oh, because of insider training? It's like, well, we're not going to go there yet. We don't want to <laughs> mention it. It, it. That's a difficult, you got to be really smart to understand how that shit works because there are a lot of rules, but there are also ways to be shady as fuck and not get caught because you followed the rules. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, my, I got a buddy of mine, Marty, that's into that stock stuff. Also, okay, I'm going to have a quick, can I have a quick two minute laugh? Okay. <laughs> remember all you guys? Well, that, laughing for two minutes might be Do you remember all you people that got curb and, and, you, and, and, and all you idiots that were like, oh, I'm going to invest all my money in Bitcoin and stocks and all this shit. I've just noticed, okay? Because this was a huge thing two years ago. Pretty much up to, what? What do you think? Last fall? I, like the bombardment of my friends, <laughs> including mutual friends of ours, <laughs> that were just like, I'm going to put my money into stocks. And we're just like, and they would just tell everybody, whether it was f like physically tell them or Facebook tell them how successful they were going to be. You know, I'm making moves, bro. Big moves, right? I'm making moves behind the scenes. You don't know what's up. I'm going to yeah. run this hood. You know what I mean? Everybody was talking like that. And they're all poor. Every one of you fucking idiots. I want <laughs> I want to hear from you. No, this is me calling it out. I want to hear from you. If you invested and you're up, I want to hear from you because you're none of you are. Everyone that I know is like, I put in 10 grand, I'm at 8,200. Now, you haven't lost it all, but if you pull it and pay the penalty, you'd be down to four. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not get into that, idiots. Let's not get into that. <laughs> let's get into who's making money. Who's worth 25% more than they what they invested. To that, I, that's this, but I want. If you were at a thousand, you invested a thousand and you've got 1,100, you don't count because you will pay more than what you made in fees to remove it. I want 25% more than you put in. Last year, and I want to know because you none of you did because everybody play acted like, oh look, you just put it in this app, you just put it in the app, you just go on your computer. If it was that fucking easy, to, that was his phone he was slapping. By the if way, that was that easy <laughs> to fucking invest in the stock market and come out on top. Why do you not think the rest of us would be doing it? Yeah, I just I just need these people to under that all because I got I heard it every day and I was I was just I tried to be the nice guy <laughs> and say good for you I hope you succeed but in the back of my head I knew you'd fail I didn't hope you'd fail I actually hope you succeed because if you're a friend of mine and you See, made a shitload of I money mean, I know you'd be I'd be bugging you for fifty bucks there's right now. a certain person who'd be like.
like, oh, I failed because you put that because into I the thought, universe. Because I thought that you were going to do bad. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, but no, but the point is, is that I, I got so tired of everybody telling me about how this was such a good idea and how I should do it too. Like, it was never just, this is what I'm doing, because if that was the case, I'd probably just respect it and say props, have at her. It was, do you have a hundred bucks? Yeah, well, you should give it to me. I should go in on this. And it was like, everybody just was like trying to get me in with it because, you know, I'm a struggling musician, business owner. So they're like, hey, maybe this could be your easy way out, right? You know? And I just, I just, there's no easy way out, you fucks. You know, you are going to grind until you're dead. There's no, there's nothing's inheritance. If you get inheritance, you're good. Other than inheritance, there's none of this. It's not just going to magically happen. One of the, uh, the, the bigger. You're not going to put a thousand dollars in the stock market and walk away with enough money to buy a house. It's never going to happen, guys. One of the bigger things that's floating out in the news misphere which uh, that's that's weird. You invented a word and I like it. No, remember I invented slushy the other week. I'm telling you, what did you just newsmosphere newsmosphere? So it's like the ionosphere, but just a little lower and full of more bullshit. Where where all that fucking media and fake news and shit's happening. One of of the biggest things that's floating around right now is the fact that uh, the U S is technically already in a, a recession and it's headed for the depression. So the housing market is going to crash soon. And when that happens, the stock market is going to crash afterwards. So if you're investing in all these stocks and you're thinking, okay, I'm down a little bit. I'm sitting at this. You fucking wait. Cause yeah. you're about to get yeah. in your ass. Yeah. 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 You need to pull now. You need, <laughs> if, if you've got, if you invested 10 and you're down to eight pay the fee, take home your 45 and just fucking, and just count your, your, your scratches and pick yourself up and try again tomorrow. There's a reason Elon Musk isn't out there like, saying what stock to fucking put your money in anymore. Like when he was all for a while, he was like, Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. And everybody's like, okay, here's this, here's my investment in Dogecoin. And he's not doing that anymore. He's quite quiet to the point where uh, he just recently had to get let go. I think a hundred Tesla employees, because when they were coming back to work, it's like, yeah, there's no spots for you anymore, bro. Sorry. Let's uh, let's, and let's not forget about, um, fuck. I had it in my head there. Uh, so you already forgot the thing that you you're about to say. Let's not forget about. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were well. I was filling in space because I went I, while you were talking. I was like, oh yeah, don't mention that. And then when you stopped, I was like, and this is the part where you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, oh, um. The fucking. The, all the Moderna guys uh, and Pfizer selling like oh, billions of dollars on their stocks went like very right around February. We, it was just shitloads of the of the all the vaccine companies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the people, yeah, yeah. all the CEOs were selling stocks for the, for the for those companies. Like by the oh, because they because they started losing in the courts. That it's was like, the, oh, okay, that was shit, the be- that was the beginning of me. of me knowing the stock market would fuck up because it's just like okay, so it start it, it's all connected. So you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of look at what's the catalyst. It's like it's like looking for liver enzymes. You gotta just find the catalyst. What sets this chain reaction off? That's one of those things. So, the, ga- I mean, the GameStop so, shit yeah. and and that your big. So, I mean, you think of uh, when the vaccines came out and you had all these politicians like, okay, let's fucking invest in it. And then every, and then the countries are fucking buying all the vaccines. People are getting rich. And it's like, okay, now we're starting to have to uh, reveal the data. Let's uh, sell out the stocks because we're about to lose a bunch of money anyway. Yeah, because so. the stocks won't be worth as much because they lose faith in your product. Yeah. Anyways, so y'all got played. So this is completely out of nowhere and completely way off topic, but... There are so many topics we no, have to No get infamous to. shot pod segue here? No, I do want to get uh, a new uh, hit, a new sting for like, random topic. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just, you know, going, oh, shit. 
<laughs> Anyways, okay. Topic. Okay. So, I mean, this this is random. So, this, I mean, I don't want to say it's a bad parenting moment, but it's 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 a funny parenting moment. You with you? Yes. Also, by the way, I went to the lake for July 1st and met Mark and his kids, and it was actually a really dope time. I had a lot of fun. I got to live vicariously through Mark's children. That's what I do, because I don't have any of my own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm so, not going to. There was a GameCube wrestling game. I think it was WrestleMania 18 or 19 that had a Limp Biscuit song in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, my way they used. No, no, no. It was an original song called Crack Addict? Yes, that okay. one. I'm addicted to Crack Skulls yeah. and pop full so, static. Yeah, I, I know that I was song. so addicted to that song. <laughs> and, and One for the money, you two for the tuck tuck One for the money, you two for the time. So Ethan's in the backseat of my car, and and he's listening to me rock out to it. And and then that part comes up where he's hey, like, hey. that part comes up where he's like, I'm a crack addict. You heard me. I'm a crack addict. I'm like, I, this sounds bad, but wait. And then it and comes. Says, I'm addicted I'm to crack and skulls. When punk starts static. And I'm like, see, it got better. That's not better, but it's it's not <laughs> drugs, okay? It's not a drug song, buddy. <laughs> I really like that, though. Uh, give me the cow cow three, pum pum two, pum pum one. I love that. Dude, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Freddie was the hype man. Like Freddie was a front man, hype man in one. He was like uh, he's the Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He was Donnie and Mark in one man's oh body, God. but definitely didn't look like them. <laughs> uh, Fred Durst not a bad looking dude, but certainly in his heyday when he was getting a little chunky, I was like, oh Jesus! I, I, my favorite musicians are all hideous, hideous looking motherfuckers. I don't know what it is, but I'm just drawn to ugly, talented men. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so is Tamara. Oh, sorry, I had to. I'm sorry. No, I, we love you, Mark. Mark is sexy. So before we get into the main topic today, oh my God, so, Mark, you're like so sexy. I was like listening to Japan, and like your voice is like so hot. So there's two things that I, I want to do right now. Um, you want to get we're, we're gonna get in. No, so we're, we're gonna get into one topic, and then the next one we're getting gonna get into the main topic of the episode but i'm gonna segue into it by recapping a discussion that we had on last episode that i wanted to clarify something on so first off we're we have to talk about motorcyclists <laughs> so motorcyclists so many of them will it's summertime they're out yeah so many of them will say hey make sure you're checking your mirrors because i'm there right and it's like okay i'll check my mirrors to see if you're there. But if you're swooping up beside me in between two cars riding the line. At 216K an hour. I might just have to accidentally open my door because my seatbelt got caught in the door. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so me and Mark are a little tired of your shit, all right? <laughs> I, I like bikes. I get it. Okay, guys? I got a little dick, too. <laughs> And I play a seven-string guitar to make it feel good. So you have a little dick, and you have a Kawasaki Ninja, or you have a Harley Fat Boy, and you feel better about your little dick. We all got our vices to make him feel a little bigger. Okay. Now, it's you need to realize that your 1,300-pound dick extension... Is gonna lose against my forty five hundred pound Honda HRV. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So like, I don't give a fuck that you're in my mirror spot. <laughs> you weigh twelve hundred pounds, and when you get literally a fender bender, you're gonna come off the bike. You're gonna do eighty to hundred kilometers an hour while you're in the air, and hope there's a soft place to land. 
I'm sure that helmet's going to keep you safe, though. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, you and, and what I don't like is the bad ones ruin it for the good ones. There's lots of bikers that are rules of the road and, and guys that are drive very safe, that to, it's just a fun thing for them. To their credit, even specific gang members. <laughs> they're the best drivers. Because gang they don't members, want cops on their ass. They, they don't want. They're the ones driving nice. They're the ones driving five and six guys. I like it when there's multiple bikes together yeah. because they're almost like their own car and you just let them do their thing. I respect it. I love it. I give them space. I wave. I say hi. If they're listening to a song I know on their stereo, I'll pop. You too? Yeah. Me too? Or I'll, just, right. or I'll just, you know, bop my head and sing along a bit, you know. Someone I'll roll up, someone's playing Metallica. You know, everyone's got 95. Every one of those biker guys is rocking 94.9. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Every one of them. And they're 99% of the time playing one of 12 songs. So, you know, if they're busting out more Sandman for the 50th time that week, <laughs> I'll, I'll headbang and be like, what's up, boys? You know, drive safe today, you know? So, I mean, my stepdad, the OJ, the one that had my sister and everything, He's the one that brought me to like concerts and kind of introduced me to music. He was like my my dad dad for a good portion of my my life. And like uh, he was a bike guy, huge guy. I helped him paint his bike. I helped him, you know, work on it and and he'd throw <laughs> me on the back and take me out, you know, out to Halliburton and shit. And so I got I I know the lifestyle and I understand the feeling and the and what why they are into it. My sister had a little electric one and we'd go to bike shows and they'd win best in show trophies together and shit. Like, you know, there was about three years of my life where I had a normal fucking mom, dad, sister, me family until it all blew up. And during those four years I got to experience this bike thing. So I understand the appeal. But I also have zero respect for that, like, because we there's always one in every group, the guy that would just go out and start swerving in between the cars and get ahead of the convoy. And everybody in the group hates that guy. He's ruined it for the rest <laughs> yeah. of us. So I understand biker people. that It's the guys that we're bitching about that ruin it for you. We just want you to know that it's not our responsibility to keep your 1,200-pound death machine from killing you. I'm letting you know right now. You have chosen to get on a dangerous platform, and you've chosen to joust with 10,000-pound trucks, 5,000-pound cars, and 20,000-pound freight liners. That was your choice, motherfucker. You brought a knife to a gunfight. So if you're going to get on the 401 and do 100 and anything, I don't care if you're doing anything more than 105 on a bike, you are gonna, you're, you're gonna, you need to be... Defensively, it is your responsibility as a motorcyclist to drive defensively. It is not my responsibility as a motorist to 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 pay any extra fucking attention to what I'm doing because people drive dangerous and there's too many of us on the road right now. So we are too focused on. And let's be honest, Mark, the new cars have camera systems. Like this Honda, this customer's Honda that I'm in this past few days, I fucking hate it. As soon as you start it. <laughs> My phone connects to it because I put my I made the horrid mistake of adding my phone in the Bluetooth list. So someone calls me. I'll, I like the radio. I listen to eighty eight one. Someone listen to eighty eight one. By the way, if you're if if you if you want to listen to a radio station that's not owned by a conglomerate like chorus or anything like an ind fully independent, listen to eighty eight one with Josie Die, and it was started by Bookie an ex Edge one hundred two employee. It's fantastic. It's independent. They play good tunes. Support them. Moving on. So I'm listening to eighty eight one. Call comes in. I press answer. For one second, it goes on the Bluetooth. Then it plays the radio. So the person calling me can hear the radio and my voice, but I can't. He, there's no, it's not talking to me. The, <laughs> and so while I'm driving, I have to press OK on the screen. Then I have to click on my phone. And then I have to press a picture of the person's name. Three touches on the screen. So that while driving, so that I can talk on the phone. I, I thought, okay, I'm going to go off in a minute here. I <laughs> I thought it was a fucking hands-free system. It's called. It's like, would you like to answer the hands-free call? Please use your hand to answer the call. 
That's not a hands-free call. That's so does it, dangerous. Does dude. it have that little like uh, the picture of like a head on the uh, on a button on the steering wheel, where you can like boop answer the call? No, I have three buttons on the steering wheel, and it will only work with the picture of the of the person's name. <laughs> when you have the, the OK button, if I wanted to press, because oh, the first thing you're you're doing when you press OK is agreeing not to press buttons on the screen while driving. <laughs> I'm not making this up, dude. Like I'm being serious. This is a 2016 car; it's not yeah. old, and it says, "You do you agree to something that I've never read because I'm a little busy driving." So I click OK, then you click OK, then you can press the green talk button or just touch the screen a third time. Yeah, I'm just, okay. so anyways, I, I get really, really frustrated. So my point is these cars are distracting and I am, I'm, I'm with you people. It's, you got a cameras and buttons and this and that buttons on the wheel, buttons on the dash, AC control, you know, all kinds of shit. Now you've got blind spot beeping. So now maybe someone's beeping because you pressed left and someone's in your blind spot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. We don't care about your bike. Everything I just described is happening in my head. I got all that going on. I got tinted windows, and every car these days from 2010 and up has a small back window. The Dodge Caliper started, yeah. and every vehicle after the Dodge Caliper was like, let's make the window so small you can't see shit because it looks good on the back to have that smooth back yeah. end, that smoothie. It's like it's having a really like having a nice fat ass on a, on a beautiful woman. Everybody wants that nice, nice little waist, and then, ooh, look at that bum. That's what they've done to all the cars, but it made the window so small you can't see. So we can't, guys, it's, you got, if you're on a bike, it's on you, bud. It's yeah. on you. I look at it the same way people use drugs. If you go out and you want to pick up some Coke or you go out and you want to pick up some meth and you end up with that Fenty and it's the end of your day, you, re you, you've, you, you rolled that dice, buddy. I'm sorry. You know? So, and as a biker, if you decide to get on that bike and you got a mom, you know, kids and a wife at home, you are rolling that dice that a guy in a transport truck is going is gonna to forget to check his blind spot and take you out. You got to understand you're running the risk. It's your choice and it's got nothing to do with the rest of us. Okay, it's a recreational vehicle. That's what your fucking bike is. So go be recreational on it and get out of our way because we got places to go. Also, dirt bikes are the most dangerous. How many friends do you know that are dirt bike people that have severed their femur or broken off an arm or something severe? Because I know about five different <laughs> guys that I've never been a dirt bike guy. I think I got a dirt bike once when I was a kid for like 80 seconds. And I mean, you could, you know what? Call me a pussy bitch. I don't care. I'll take it. I'll take the jokes. Oh, you're a bitch, Alex. You don't want to go dirt bike. It's the funnest thing you can do. Yeah, I didn't even have to call you that because you called yourself that. But and I'll admit it. I am because, just because I've seen so many men's lives ruined. Like my one buddy in college broke his femur doing like 20 kilometers an hour on a dirt road because he just, he hit a fucking tree. Because he went off, you know, the, the mud pulled him off on a bad angle and he flew off and he broke his femur. He could have bled out and died if his buddy didn't turn to cat him right there. His buddy saw it happen or he would have bled out immediately. Yeah. Like that's, who the, dude, his whole life was over. He'll never walk, he'll <laughs> never run and he'll probably walk half-ass the rest of his life. Just because he wanted to go dirt biking with the boys on Saturday. Like, I don't see the ends justifying the means. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't get the bike thing. It's just because it is fun and it's such a rush to have that air and all that bullshit, you know, hit your face. And it is nice to soup them up and paint them and all that crap. But like you all need to meet the guys I know that have like busted legs and ruined their lives because <laughs> some guy just ran a red or some guy ran so, a stop sign. So my, uh, my stepsister's uh, boyfriend, the, the father to uh, more or less my, my nephew and niece, uh, he ended up, I don't know if he was in like this midlife crisis thing. But he ended up going out to get a motorcycle. He got a crotch rocket. And, uh, and he's like, oh, do you want to go out? On the most dangerous of the motorcycles he's like, do you is go the crotch rocket. Yeah. He's like, do you want to go for a National ride? Geographic <laughs> yeah. 
And so I was like, yeah, okay, sure. I've never been on a motorcycle. Let's, let's do it. So I went out on a ride and just from the gear shifting and I was constantly like back and forth on the seat that by the time we finished, she's like, it felt like you were fucking me in the ass. I don't think I'm going to ever do that again. I'm like, I was very uncomfortable that entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so it is hard well, I hope it wasn't. <laughs> right. No, it wasn't. Or that's why he thought you were trying to do that, maybe. He's like, hey, is that a boner or is your wallet with us? What's happening, right? You're like, I don't know. Don't hit another bump. I might finish. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't hit it. That's going to go with my greatest hits. <laughs> oh, shit. Um,. I love bikes, and I've done the same thing. My stepdad would throw me on the back. But he had, I don't know what your situation was. Cross rockets tend to be kind of hard to do that and be comfortable. My dad had a, a Yamaha V-Star, which was bike for fat people. <laughs> <laughs> you would look good on a V-Star. If you got on a V-Star, you would slay bitches. You got the dad bod. You're, you're, you're like... He's got the dad, the dad bod with the fucking bike. You're like a bike for fat people. You would look good on it. You would. Thanks, it Alex. Is, honestly, I'm just saying, your fucking dad bod fucking vibe you got is... It, it's he wants bitches to be murdered. It just flopped on the bike, and he'd be down the road, and they'd just be like, Hey, Mark. And you'd just be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Are you going home? Yeah. I baked cookies. You know, say hi to Tamara for me. I don't me. eat other people's cooking. I'm sorry. Good. Sorry, babe. Can't bring those home. We all know what's going to happen if I bring those cookies home. And then just down your back down the road. I can picture it. Another four or five years. When you're 45, that's going to be you. I sort of got this. Shot pod takes off and we start raking in cash. Enough to buy motorcycles is something we do for fun. I get you'll be like, hey, Alex, remember? Yeah, you were right. Look, look at me. I'm killing it. Tamara, get on the battle scout. Anyways. So uh, approximately three to four weeks ago, I was on my way to a job and uh, for work, and there was a horrible, horrible car accident that involved two uh, bikers on the highway. And oh, like, yeah, it, they both died and shit. It was they shut the whole fucking highway down. For yeah, them. it shut the a highway huge down. Huge investigation right around rush hour, and all of uh, Durham region was filled. Good so luck. Good luck. I I couldn't get anywhere, so I was nobody you know, could. Basic, basically, the world shut down that day in this area. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this, this job isn't happening. We'll have to reschedule. So it was rescheduled for the, another night. But there was a 25-year-old man driving a, a motorcycle at high rates of speed, slammed into the back of an SUV. Mm -hmm. um, and that the funny thing, well, there's nothing funny about it, but the interesting thing, I guess, about that is that that was only five days after the last set of bikers on the 407 died, and they shut the 407 down and ruined Durham region for that day, too. And yeah, I'm going to say some shit that none of you want to hear. Here's some hard fucking pills to swallow. You and your dumbass biking expedition is not as important as the whole fucking region getting home to feed their kids. You idiots that are dying on our highway are literally just in the way of us getting home. I don't care you're dead. <laughs> I don't give a sweet fuck that you flipped your bike and you're gone. I, I, I don't, okay? You have taken 60,000 people minimum and ruined their day. Yeah. Completely fucked them seeing their kids. I know some parents that get one hour I'm getting a little up there today with the fucking whew, one hour to come home after they bust their ass for a 14 hour shift or 12 hours. Maybe nurse, maybe you work at a bank, you know, and you fucking run it. So you never leave on time. Maybe you run the, you're the manager of your restaurant. You get an hour to come home and see your kid before it needs to pack in for nine because they're up at six for fucking school. Right. And you fucked that, that person's hour up. 
You know, you, you don't know what, and I, I'm, it's, it, it drives me nuts. I, and I hate to say this, but like the 407 and the 401 are the most dangerous highways in North America. These are facts. You can look this up. When, when Mark does his whole, when Alex says shit and I look it up, he's never bullshitting. This is one of them. The 401, specifically the 400 series highway, but the 401 is the most dangerous stretch of highway in North America. That has beaten the New Jersey Turnpike, the 495 in LA, the... Uh, what the fuck's it called? The 95 that goes down to Florida. Like the, the, I get all these dangerous, well-known highways for high death, high death rates. It's places people get held up. You know, people people got drive-by shootings. You know, like or the, it's just such a rocky road and it's in the air. It's like the Gardener. You know, you got nowhere to go when things go wrong, so people die. Yeah. Like when you get on the Gardener, if you seriously think your tire doesn't, if your tire has an exploding like pop, that you're gonna survive the experience. Like you're fucking wrong. You 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 better find the Spadina off ramp or your bitch ass is gonna flying the CN Tower. Like the, the garden is very, very dangerous. But take that three kilometer section and make it the whole motherfucking New Jersey Turnpike. That's what that's what they're like in the States. They don't care that you're 50 feet up in the air. Figure it out. So, <laughs> you know, we beat them all. We beat them all. We beat they made a whole show that what's that show? Rescue 401 or Rescue. It's got a show on CDTV or or some some local Canadian station about saving people on the 401. Like, like pulling them out of their, their jaws of life when the accidents happen, picking cars out of the out of the four, near the Don Valley Parkway, that big valley, the ditches, the cars fly off, go in the ditch. You know, people at the at the separation to the Gardner Expressway DVP, people not fucking up and ending up on the train tracks. There like, was a- it's insane. On a whole the, show about this stuff. On the 410, there used to be like serial shootings. Like there was somebody who That's Brampton, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. That's why. Yeah. Brampton's yeah. not a nice place. There's, it's crazy shit going on out that like, way. Like you couldn't, it didn't matter who you knew. It's like, oh, I'm just somebody with a family driving down the 410. Pop, 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 we're da- it's dangerous. So already just getting on that thing in a 5,000 pound metal encapsulated cage is pretty, you run, uh, I'm not, I'm not, this is also a statistic, a one in 14 chance of injuring or dying. Injuring yourself or dying, just entering a ramp on the 401. That is a fucking <laughs> real number that we all live with every day. I mean, I know you do because you got to go to Brooklyn every day for work and I know you go on the highway right after you leave every day. And every day you do it, you're in a three and a half. No, you're closer to 5,000 pound cube van. So you could roll that thing off the highway and you're probably uh, going to be okay. There, there's a better chance of dying because I have like a, what, 2,000 pound water tank behind the driver's seat. Oh, um, but to be legal to transport it, it's probably pretty secure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's held down. Maybe by, we should cut this part of the show out. It's, it's, it's. it's Screwed down by like maybe two or three bolts. It's like, volatile. Yeah, it constantly shifted, and it's like, oh, maybe we should secure it to the truck. And they just put like maybe two bolts in it. It's like, so, oh, okay, so it's a death trap. <laughs> At least it would be quick. Yeah. He didn't feel nothing. There's a big eighteen gallons of water through his skull. <laughs> um, but but my point is that you know you're you're in the, that truck and you're running the one in fourteen chance of injuring or dying, and you're at it. What chance do you have on a bike? Yeah, like what the fuck? Like you, I bet you that number quadruples i bet you got a one in four 
chance of injuring yourself getting on a bike on the 401. Maybe even one in five. I don't know. I'm not. I'm making that I one mean, up on my own. But if, if think about that the next time you hop on your bike. Now if, I'm not saying don't get on your bike and hang out local. Go to the go to the pub. Go to Tim Hortons. Whatever. That's cool. But you guys on the highway doing 210, like whoopie doo, I can wheelie. Like you. I mean, as long as you're driving proper. And uh, and you I, are respected. I do rules? disagree. I think at this honestly, with the way the world is, and with how aggressive the driving is, I think if you were a biker, you should just accept the fact that 400 series aren't for you. I think they should outlaw uh, two wheeled vehicles on 400 series. Look at let's be real. How many days have been shot? They shut down highways because of dead bikers. Like, let's call a spade a spade here. It's too dangerous for them. If twice in one fucking week period, they shut the whole region down for six, seven, eight hour periods due to police investigations because of dead bikers. It's time to say that if you have an M class license, it's not legal on a 400 series highway. You're fine on highway seven. You're fine on the 115. You're fine on the 35, right? There's still highways for you, bitch, but not <laughs> ours, not our commuting highways, not our Get to the city highways, not our visit family in Mississauga highways. Get off them. You're it's too dangerous for you. I think it'll be actually save a lot of people. If I, you know what, you know me and my anti-government attitude. I think we need more government in this situation. Just like I think we need more government in the auto industry. So you don't hear me say that often. See, I know you people who go, Alex is a crazy piece of shit, and he hates the NDP, and he he hates. I I actually do like socialism. What I just said is a pretty socialist thing. We need more government involved in the auto industry, and we need more regulation on bikes on highways. There you go. See, I'm not all about Molotov cocktailing Justin. I'm about <laughs> Molotov cocktailing Justin taking over, putting people who are responsible in place, and then voting on getting rid of this bikes on the highway. Yeah, <laughs> that's the process. Yeah. So we have to get into our next. Topic. So our next topic right now, uh, there was a, a major concert that happened here for the ladies. Like a so the Backstreet Boys are touring, and and every, I just the reason we have to talk about it is because for the past two days, especially in the Toronto area, because they came to Toronto, like our Facebook has been bombarded. So I, I got to read what I posted because I had some fucking, I had some funny comments. Like I, I, you guys, you and you and Tamara commented, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh, fucking <laughs> Facebook's so yeah. annoying sometimes when you're trying to like look something up. But um, I said to all the ladies going to the BSB concert tonight, have fun, have yourselves a great night. Uh, I'm scrolling here. To the boyfriends taking them. Sorry, boys, you're in for a long night, and no sexual favor is worth this. <laughs> and then Mark made some comments, and I was like, Mark knows no sexual favor is worth this. He's just one of the real ones. And then you were like, "There's a uh, Tamara's like, there's all kinds of boyfriends here enjoying themselves. And I went, you're mistaking your, those women's gay friends for their boyfriends. Their boyfriends are at home right now going, I'm really glad that the, uh, she's got a gay friend, and I can just stay home and watch, watch TV while she's at that bullshit. Right? It was a really funny exchange. So the bottom line is this. So I, I just wanted to talk to the girls about the show because I have to cover Backstreet Boys with Eric quite often. So, I, you know, I'm, I, I, they're good. They, so they I want to. So just before we jump into that, I wanted to say, so from the videos that I've watched of Tamara's at the concert. She was on the floor, by the way, very close. Yeah. And I mean, so we've talked about like the concert dynamic and listening to like the album and all that stuff. And, and then when I even brought up the, the COVID fucking digital concerts, I, I actually enjoyed the digital concerts, but it was a prime example watching those videos as to why I don't like those kind of concerts. Cause if I'm there to see the band sing or perform a song and all I hear is the entire fucking crowd, I wish I could just shout over them. Shut up. I'm trying to enjoy the show. 
I, the show needs to be louder. In that, like, I've been to shows where I'm like, why is this so quiet? I'll tell you, when I saw Corn right before COVID, they came in 2019. I saw Corn and Allison Chains. I was not. We didn't have conversations during the the gig because as soon as they they were like, ladies well, and gentlemen, it's, it's not a matter of conversations. It's a matter of everybody singing along. But if everybody sings along with Corn, like when they sing "Falling Away from Me," all eighteen thousand people are yelling. Yeah, but I can that, still, but I can that's still hear Corn. Which is why I don't know why anybody takes cell phone videos at all. Put it in your pocket, enjoy the concert experience, and shut your fucking That's mouth. Losing. Nobody on the planet. No, no, but hang on. I'm not. I'm not. Tam, hang. Settle down, because I'm not shitting on you. Because I think you did it right. You do what I did. How long was the video you took? Thirteen minutes, and it's the only one you took, right? Did you take more than that? See, that's what I do too. When I went to see 21 Pilots, I knew I wanted a video of when he came out to do Stressed Out because when I, I saw them way back when they were just blowing up. And he used to do this really cool, I, they're very emotional, you know, and it was, it was, I was going through a divorce. So seeing this show was really important to me. And I, I'll be honest with you, 21 Pilots probably saved my life. Like going to see them and finding that band when I was the lowest I've ever been. I firmly believe that that's a big part of me being around. That that's I mean I'm not even really into them that much now, but it's because <laughs> because I'm seven years into the recovery of divorce, yeah. so it doesn't hurt so bad. But they got me through the, the that initial fucking knock in the heart. It really did. And I wanted he'd come out and he would do stressed out. And you know when they do it now, it's kind of like I wish I found some better sound. Someone's ever hurt. I wish I had a better. But when he does the song on the record, and when the record the song first came out, it was you know. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. Like it's, he almost sounds like he's ready to cry in that yeah. verse. He's very on the brink of, he's in an emotional place. So he would come out and the song would start and everyone would lose their mind. And he would, he had a piano in the middle of the, of the stage and it was draped with a, something was covering it. So he'd walk over with the mic and he'd look at the piano like, oh, where'd this come from? You know, <laughs> which yeah. course, I mean, it's your show. We know, we know you knew it was there. And then he'd pull the vinyl off and he'd put it over his head. Like he was like, like, and, and then he would just hold the mic and he would do the whole song with like a little ghost at the front of the stage like this. And he said, I was told when I get older, all my feelings are shrink, but now I'm insecure. And then whip it off and go, okay, what people think? And let's land in the show would ah, like a begin. It was such a weird thing. I've like, why, why, why put it over your head? Like that was just a strange quirky thing to do. But that's why we love Tyler. It was just a way to set up that song. So I got vi I got that section and like two other minute videos. I'm cool with that. You know, yeah. you're taking in a piece of this experience so that when you're home in your bed, you can look at that you know video, that section of the song, and you can go, I had a good time. These fucking idiots that are like, you look at their phone. And it says an hour and 10 minutes in the fucking record corner. You're like, number one, that video is now too big to ever transport, move, or do anything with. It can't be edited. It's a cell phone video, so all the bass is gone. All you hear is... Like, like, hey, check out Backstreet Boys. Now let me show you. You guys enjoy that song? Yeah, really great, really good quality. We're really, really, really happy you took that. You know, I can really hear hear all the instruments, and I can hear all the highs, mids, and lows. Why? Why the? Why are you even bothering? Like, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love Nick Carter so much. Ah! I hear a lot of that. I heard a lot of that. I hear a lot of the, um, okay, the other, so, so, 
I want to know, like, you said, what do you think of the footage you saw? Like, you said it was too quiet. So right off the bat, if I go to a show, like I said, I saw Corn and Allison Chains, and it's so fucking loud, like, you can't even, you know, they're like, I really like this song. What? <laughs> I really well, I mean, I mean, for her to say that she was able to hear the, the, the music louder than everybody else, she was on the floor. She was closer footage to the, on the Yeah, footage on the lawn, you can't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all people. But <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now, I've been on the lawn for a for, for Slayer, and you 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 can't hear yourself think or talk then either. Yeah, like it's it's literally the volume that the band has chosen, and it's like I don't know. These people need to realize, especially the Backstreet Boys, be like you realize that everyone that's in this crowd found out about you when they were 12, so they're 40 now. So turn it the fuck up. Like we, <laughs> some of us worked in a factory between 12 and 40. So maybe you could turn up shape of my heart, a few decibels. So the bitches in the back can sing along too. Yeah. Like, come on guys. Yeah. But you're on the floor. We've I, the foot. Most of the footage I've seen is lawn and you can hear you like, they have, I've, you can, it's obvious in the video yeah. because at, like most, I would say, I would say not a single lawn seat video can I pick the song out over the people's voices yeah. talking around them unless I spend at least 40 seconds in the video and go, ah, I heard a word or I heard a beat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that bad. So yeah, with that, I wouldn't like that. So number one, it was too quiet. Could, uh, number two, no band. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm going to call. You guys got ripped off. You did. You did. You paid more for a concert. In a post-COVID world where you have less disposable income for a band that showed up and gave you a show with basically them singing over a CD. Okay. So I know it was a good experience for a lot of people and they enjoyed it, but they could have done more. And you're going to see this a lot more. This is why I'm done. I'm done with concerts. I'm fucking out. I don't give a shit if the whole music business goes fucking bankrupt at this point. Okay. Because we're going to see got bands coming out. And back in the day, bands were like, it was how much can we spend? Right? Nickelback yeah, yeah. would be like, let's blow shit up. Fireworks. You're going to see bands go, how little can we spend? You're not yeah. going to see bands spending, you know, thousands and hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars on pyro and uh, the guys that have to monitor all that and run it and make it legal and get the permits and, and, and all that moving lights and lasers and all that shit. No, it's gone. It's over. You're gonna. People are gonna be like, "Well, we can save all." You're gonna that. see a single spotlight, like yeah. shining. You're gonna over see the a band. lot of acoustic tours. I'm swear. I'm not. I swear. You're gonna see it. The Backstreet Boys are one of the biggest bands in the in on the planet back when they were big. They have and they're all successful solo artists except that one idiot. They were even in the movie in the end. Like the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they're fucking. They're the, one of the biggest things on the planet. Their existence is the boy band brand encompassed in one you know short of NSYNC they're the gods of boy bands and they couldn't afford to pay a drummer and a guitar player and a bass player and a fucking keyboard player and a saxophone guy to come out and keep the because I'm sorry I took my sister to see or not I would my love sister. a mean sax in the Backstreet Boys I would give it a little more of an 80s sound to go online pop. go online and YouTube old BSB 2002 tour Let's black and yeah, black and blue tour. I I I saw pink uh, at Massey Hall. I've seen you know I've seen a lot of shit, and you're gonna see all those. Oh my god, her band is so good. Oh my god, the video show. Oh my god, the lights. Oh my god, the lasers. Look, every <laughs> song had a video on the screen, and the, it matched what was happening in the song, and it was great. It's all it's all over. You're gonna see bands show up just like BSB did, and fucking call it in. Pretty lights, play, singing over a CD, and it, I've seen that every night BSB's doing their show, 
even when they sit down on the stage and they look like they're interacting with the crowd and being personal and kind of like chilling and maybe maybe ad-libbing, it's not. It's all. It's it's like everywhere they go, everything they do, every, even the "What's up, guys?" Even that's rehearsed. There's not even even each each city doesn't even get like a unique set of words in between songs said to them. It's it's each guy knows. Okay, so after this song, Nick's gonna say this, and after this song, AJ will say this, and after this song, you guys will introduce this song. Like it's 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 every show is the same. You get no diversity, no spontaneity, nothing. So. Drake showed up. Yeah. So uh unless Aubrey comes out <laughs> and and here's the fun part. Regardless of how called in the show was, there's more talent in a droplet of Nick Carter's sperm than there is in the entire Aubrey lineage. She would know she was covered in it. Uh, so. <laughs> right? Oh, Nick! No, my there was some weird like, Alright, ladies, everybody open up! That's there was how the some, show went. There was some Okay. There was some weird clear. I'm open. I'm open. It's like sports. There was some weird <laughs> clear confetti that shot out, landed on her, and then when it rained, it like it molded to her skin, and she's like, "So she texts me coming back from a Backstreet Boy concert. She's like, I'm covered in spunk. <laughs> like, oh, to what every man wants to hear, <laughs> yeah. to his girlfriend that got backstage passes to BSB. <laughs> I can't believe they all did it. <laughs> anyway, man, like so. So there Pro- props is, to them for touring, though. So there is but, uh, a mutual friend of ours that when I lived with him, um, occasionally uh, I would have I don't know like a birthday party and I'd invite people over. And when they came over, I was like, yeah, 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 check out my new song. And I would play my new song. Oh, this is a great story. I would it's play, my favorite story. And I would play my song, and they're like, oh, that's great. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because I've heard the story before. It and it's sounds, my favorite. It sounds favorite really, story. really good. Okay, cool. And like, yeah, the chorus. There's a hook that everybody can, can relate to and jump up to. It's, it's really cool. And then uh, my roommate at the time would come out and. He got into Fruity Loops. And so he'd be like, no, no, check this out. And then he'd hit a button and then like, it would be like some yeah, some kind of mediocre Fruity Loops beat. It would basically sound like a guy that was fucking around in Fruity Loops discovering how to program music that yeah. doesn't know anything about music. Yeah. We were all there. We were 11. And and I had a buddy sitting on the couch who heard it and he's like, this sucks. And then- uh, <laughs> Brutal and, honesty. Yeah. And- and my roommate's like, well, you have to appreciate the talent that went into it. He's like, no, I don't. He's <laughs> like, can you, so if you went onto a stage to perform this, can you actually perform it? Or do you just hit a button and walk away? He's like, well, uh, uh. A lot of, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, At which point your buddy was like, bitch, please. <laughs> yeah. Just, and you know what? That was just a learning experience for him. He now realizes that being a musician isn't something everyone... It's like being a mechanic. Everyone, oh, I could... I love that. It's my favorite thing. I could have done my brakes. I just don't have the time. Why am I here with my torch heating up your your seized sliders then? Because I get the feeling you're too stupid to unseize these sliders and you don't want to say it. You know? <laughs> just like, oh, I, I could be a musician. You know, I was just taking the time and buying all that equipment. You know, that's a lot of... <laughs> Choke up my dick. Okay? You can't do it. You won't do it. And there's nothing wrong with just admitting someone's better at you than something. Like, I'm good at cars and music. That's it. Whenever I meet anyone that does literally anything else, I'm just like, hey, you're a great driver. When I see someone in a car and they're a good driver, I am paying attention about a way they drive because... I'm shitty, and I and I and I, I don't want to get better. Oh, I guess you know what? I guess I'm unique in this way too, because when I see people who are, are working on cars and they look like they really know what they're doing, or a musician who's slaying the stage, I don't get jealous or weirded out. I'm like taking notes. I'm in class. I'm like, what's he doing? That's that, that, you know, is he talking to the crowd a certain way that's got everybody going? I should do that. Yeah. Is this what about his song? 
has everyone encapsulated? Is it the way he's singing it? Is it the chords? Like, what? You know, learn. Take something in. Don't get mad and jealous. Get hyped up that somebody's doing it better than you because if nobody did it better than you, you'd be Michael Jackson <laughs> or you too or the Rolling Stones or the Beatles and you're fucking not. I hate to break this to every musician out there because a lot of them need it. There's a hard pill to swallow. No one cares about your music. <laughs> you care about it. That's it. So so just settle down and, in, and be good at what you do. In saying that, when you were talking about uh, 21 Pilots and how uh, you were able to relate to them, and uh, you even get emotional talking about them sometimes in regards to the way that you connect to them, that they almost save your life kind of thing. It was, it was my, my, my sister called me. I was... Uh, I could be. Uh, we're getting into relationship talk now, so oh, we're, uh, we will be segueing yeah, into that. I, yes. Uh, so, so she, I mean, it was a messy divorce because I do this thing. We were, we're actually talking a lot about New Girl and Nick from New Girl and how I am Nick. There's an episode where Megan Fox is his girlfriend, and as opposed to breaking up with her, he just leaves her at a train station because, as opposed to breaking up with a girl, it is easier to uh, act out. And have them break up with you. And that's my MO. <laughs> so, you know, I was doing that. I, yeah. and, but so she had left. I, and every time she'd come home and say, you know, what the fuck? I'm mad about you doing whatever it is you're doing. I would say, then go. If you don't like it, then go. You know, yeah. that was, this was how, as opposed to, I don't love you anymore, please leave. I'd say, if you don't like it, then go. Cause I'm a bitch. I was, I was a young guy that didn't know how to break up with a girl. I, she also made it really hard. I, you know, you try to have those babe, this isn't working talks, and then they go, well, we're going to make it work. We're in this together. You're my boyfriend, and I'm never letting you go. And you're like, what? You just turn into Tamara, what? Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. They all, they all let the demon out, right? And, 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 no, and, and in some relationships, you know, it's worth trying to rekindle that, and in other relationships, if it's dead, it's dead. So... <laughs> oh my god See? I just started a domestic right here and live on the shot pod <laughs> ah, make, some, make some owl noises ah, my sit, ah. sit down Tamara ah. ah fuck you Jesus we're witnessing a domestic live on the air not making light of this we're not making light of Tamara kicking the shit out of the mark at all I actually don't condone that behavior <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> fucking Amber Heard over here on that. Don't Oh no, no, she's sitting in his bed. Oh no, get down here. No, don't go. Oh, she's going upstairs. Oh God. Oh God. You're in for a treat tonight. Oh my God. Did she just inhale while blowing her nose? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So uh, I wanted to bring up, but yeah, 21 pilots was, so the, the situation was, I was, the divorce was bad. It was in a bad, bad, bad spot. So she fucked off and I was just, I needed to be out of my mind. The emotion when you're crazy, it's just, it was, it was like, I'd come home and set down my shit and fall on the ground and like clench my stomach with that, like, ah, 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 like that kind of cry, yeah. like painful, deep shit. You're like, man, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I can't do this. Like why, who wants to do this? Where's the light at the end of this? So you do drugs. I either would smoke weed or I go get a bottle of wine. Or, or, or other things. And, and and you numb yourself for those weeks or whatever. So everybody knew this was going on. And I had three friends, Lincoln, Jen, and Mandy, all got a hold of me separately, not talking, and would, hey, come hang out. You know, I know you're in a bad spot. Let's just talk. You know, I, I, which is, I mean, number one, I'm lucky to even have that. To have somebody to reach out and say, wow, you're, you're not in a good spot. And all three of them said, we hated that bitch. We're glad she's gone. And you will be better off. We look forward to hanging out with you now that she's gone. Because we miss the old Alex. And she fucking, yeah. she, she literally 
drowned him in the, in your relationship. Come back to us. So it, embra- it was really cool. But the most important thing that happened outside of them saying that was my sister calling me and saying, I know you're hurting and I've got something that will help you. Now that I'm a solutions person. I've had many people, including the last girlfriend call me and they go, it'll be okay. Oh, don't tell a person with what's going on in their head. Don't, I'm not an it's okay guy. I don't want your blind, stupid optimism. I want solutions. If you're, if I'm freaking out, I'm having a time, call me and say, this is, I, this is what's going to happen. You know, give me a, I'm not an idiot and smart people when they're upset need like a clear, concise plan or you're just going to keep panicking. A stupid person, you can be like, it'll be okay. And they go, okay. You know, like (laughs) a stupid person is not really paying attention, but I'm like, how's it going to be okay? And I'm figuring out the routes. It won't be okay if I do this. It won't be okay if I do that. It won't be okay. It won't be okay. Where's the, it'll be okay. Libby said, if you come to my house and listen to this band, it will be okay. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds stupid, but I got no other options. And she played me stressed out, lame boy, the judge and car radio in that order. And I went, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it saved my life. I went home and downloaded it all. And I, I was repeat. There was no other band on the, that was played. It was, it was 100% them and only them for like two or three months. Then I learned every song on ukulele, guitar, piano, and drums. So that it was just a perfect thing to encapsulate, you know, to, to throw myself at. Yeah. And by the end of it, I, I didn't miss her anymore. So that's, that's why they're so emotional for me. Yeah. So for me, my version of that... Uh, it's, it's a couple rise against songs. Yeah. So so when I was out in Georgetown and I'd gotten to that point where I'm like, I want it all to end. I want it all to end. Uh, you just don't see the point. Yeah. My, my drive to work every morning was 45 minutes to an hour to drive to. And then back from was an hour to a little more than an hour. So if you don't mind me asking, Oh, Georgetown. So you're living in Georgetown and working in a different town. Oakville. Oh God. Oak, was you taking the 403? Uh, no, it was... Uh, Side roads, taking yeah. back streets, because there's not a lot of yeah. highways out that way. Yeah. Really, the 403 is your only option. It's too far east. Yeah. All right, I feel you. So I'm taking side roads. And at this time, like I told you the claim, like the amount of driving that I had to do even to go back and see my kid, like I wanted to turn my car into oncoming traffic. Yeah. So as I'm listening to uh, a relatively new, at the time, uh, Rise Against album called The Black Market, they had uh, two songs. They had uh, one song called I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore. And I was able to to bang that out like every like everywhere i would listen to that on repeat i don't want to be here anymore uh and then uh, and then the next song that i would listen to is called tragedy in time and even even thinking about yeah, this i'm getting you. i'm getting uh teary-eyed just trying to trying to explain it so you got the, lyri- you got the lyrics up there yeah so in the chorus is and nothing matters but the pain when you're alone the never-ending nights when you're awake when you're praying that tomorrow it's okay there will be a time to crack another smile maybe not today or for a while but we're holding on to laugh again someday i know this song actually oh, it's and, and i mean there's a lot of songs with a similar um vibe it, this is the one that caught you in that moment that you just connected with. You know, yeah. like for me, it was like, I, I felt are, like I was on that edge and this song was trying to talk me down. And so I think this Billy Talon has lyrics in a lot of songs similar to that, that I, I think that's great. You know what I mean? And it's like, isn't that cool for them that they saved you? Mm. You know, like if you ever saw or met them that you'd be able to say, Hey man, you know, like, ah, your song probably is the reason I, I, I got through these seven or eight months of fucking yeah. bad. So like it talked me down off the ledge every day. And this is why like, 
music, like, I don't give, like, as much as I was the guy, I don't give a fuck if the music industry goes bankrupt. And I don't because music's not about money. You know, I think that if it did, it would still exist. If the whole music industry disappeared financial, financially, there it would, would be, still <laughs> exist because people would spend money to make music. There would be so many artists it. that disappeared. But then the true artists would still be there. I think that's where, you know, that's what kind of makes local music so great. Because you're getting to see the true artists before they get the opportunity to quit their day job. You know what I mean? And it'd be nice to get back to that point, you know, where you're seeing these people beforehand. Like, I mean, anybody that knows Crownlands, they're the Oshawa band, the Oshawa success story of the last 10 years. And, like, everybody in this town will be like, oh, I used to jam with them. Everybody says that. How cool is that to be able to say? But if they didn't go out and jam and be that the way they were with everybody, they wouldn't have got to where they were. Yeah. Anybody that got to see them and, you know, got to see them before they quit their day jobs. You know what I mean? And so that's so lucky for them. I, I kind of, I would love to have be a part of that. I'd love to just go see a band when they're literally still working at McDonald's during yeah. the day and then follow it from that point forward. I mean, like I said, I saw Alexis at the dungeon and I saw some 41 in the dungeon in protest, but they all sucked and they all had a key member missing. Uh, Brownstown, I don't think was in some, um, uh, Dallas was not in Alexis cause they were just like a screamo band. And uh, what was the other one I said? Um, uh, protest was Pro Tools the Hero at the time was our funny joke. joke. Do you remember when they used to call them Pro Tools the Hero? No. I I don't want to talk I played, shit because I like those no, guys. I played sh- shows with them when they were Happy Go Lucky, which was the, the local, local before, band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that after Protest was successful? or a- That was way before. Oh, okay. I, like, we played many shows with Happy Go Lucky, and then... Uh, and then when Bigwig, which was my favorite band, came down, I had a promoter who was trying to get us a show with Bigwig, and I was like, oh, sweet. And then another promoter actually got Happy Go Lucky, uh, a show with Bigwig, and I got insanely jealous. So I was like, fuck, man, there are no settle the score. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you were so, yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? You're entitled to that, you know? You're yeah. entitled to be like, uh, <laughs> you know, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, if we'd lost that Saga gig, I'd be pretty pissed. If they like, yeah, you, uh, there was a band called Anathema's Blessing. Oh my God, I can't believe I remember their name. Just like, whoo, hit me. And they were the prog band we were in competition with. And by competition, I mean, when I saw them, I would be like, why aren't we this good? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be yelling at my at my band and then they'd go, we're gonna be. You know, like it was, it was like I said, we were all very, mo- we were like, we're going to rehearse this week and we're going to get to this level. It was a friendly, happy competition. And we ended up just getting put on a lot of the same bills because the promoters would be like, well, if they come out for Anathemas. They'll check out Adam and Evil. And all the Adam and Evil kids that we dragged out were like, we're like, we're okay, we're packing our stuff up. They're like, we're staying for the fucking Anathemas. Yeah. We love. So, and I remember it was kind of neat when they got signed, you know, and you're like, get so jealous. And then their career was over because yeah. they signed a bad deal that they just were too young and stupid to really get. And that the, they were stuck in a two or three album deal with this small label with no money. And they gave up. Yeah. They all went their separate ways. And they were some of the greatest prog musicians Toronto's ever seen. And I haven't known nothing about any of them ever yeah. since. That's such a sad story. Something I want to bring up in regards to music. And this is one of the reasons, uh, I mean, it'll probably be added bonus points to, to your love for Gina Carano is when the lockdowns happened, one of the first questions she asks is, 
where did all the musicians go? Like, where did the musicians that stand up to government oppression, where did those musicians go? Where did everybody that stands up against the government, where did they go? And she specifically talked to the, the concerts. Well, they just, they're at home watching Star Wars on Disney well, Plus and well, not at taking any of the morals that they're watching and implying them well, in their lives. Well, Joe Rogan had a pretty solid answer. And, he, and he'd said, like, first off, they were scared because uh, the government, uh, their, their fate was in the government's hands. So whether they wanted it to or to be or not, any like their ability to play a concert rest in the government's hands. So by so, all means, talk shit about them. I'm sure that'll help. Yeah. So no. So but it, it it comes down to them having to follow the mandates. So like we mentioned, like Ronnie having to go by the okay. Well, if you want to come out to a falling in reverse show, you'll have to get vaccinated, and that may not be what I want. But if you want to see a show, that's what has to happen, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at first, with me saying like, oh, well, this is just how it was because he used to uh, poke fun of uh, druggies and and druggies not wanting to get. Uh, the vaccine. It's like, oh, you'll put this shit in your body, but you won't put this in your body. I believe a half ball of cocaine from downtown Oshawa from a person you don't know is safer than the vaccine. <laughs> I firmly fucking believe that. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So, but, but then I had that buddy say like, no, but he's just going by the government mandate. I mean, just look at Justin Bieber's face. I don't think Justin Bieber, I bet you if Justin Bieber just did a lot of cocaine, he'd still have a moving face. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, so like it, it was, I mean, I can't wait for you to hear it. I'm super, I'm telling you, it's going to happen tonight. I, I Just maybe while you're editing yeah. the episode, message me and say, are you listening? Because if I forgot, I'm going to give it a shot because I've got a few things to listen to when I get home tonight to get things done. So we're going to make that happen. Um, I'm excited because Gina, I've talked about, I was the one talking about her. I had yeah. to kind of introduce you into this love of her because I was just so respectful of the fact that she's, you know, I, I love that she's a butchy fucking big beat your ass girl. She's not your typical Barbie girl princess, but she's still hot stuff and she still has sexual appeal. I like that she kind of advocates know. for, you know, bigger girls that, yeah. with a set of arms. A bigger girl with a set of arms and she's she's like their fucking poster girl. I, don't I love know that. If, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that you introduced me to love her. I would Uh-oh. probably say when... I just because, talked about her on the show a lot. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so so me being uh, the, the MMA... The MMA yeah, nut. You're the MMA nut. I'm as not. well as uh, like even her movie career, Haywire. Fuck, uh, I love that movie. I, uh, yeah. That oh, was my man. first. Inter- as the first time I, I was like, "Who's that?" And they're like, "Oh, she's you know uh, MMA UFC person, blah blah blah." You know, and kind of did the research, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." Kind of like when you saw The Rock in The Scorpion King the first time, you're like, yeah. "Oh, so he's doing that now." And then it's 20 years later, and you're like, oh, "Fuck, this guy's the biggest thing ever." She never actually fought for the UFC; it was other or, organizations. Yeah, sorry. MMA. But, stuff, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Shows how much I know. But, I mean, she's been talking with Dana White about fighting Ronda Rousey, and that was supposed to be the big, like, holy and shit. And I asked you, I said, she's 40, isn't she? Yeah. So Props to anyone getting in the octagon at 40 fucking yeah. years old, because your career's done 36. Yeah, so she's saying, like, that might be her last one and done, but, like, if you're a fighter... Can you imagine the money yeah. that's going to be around that fight? Yeah. I'm not even a UFC or whatever MMA... I don't fucking care. I'm not that guy, but I would just to support her. I'd come over here and I'd fucking go in on the pay-per-view hundred percent. I'd make a big night thing of it. Huge thing of it. And we'd have to definitely do some shot pod. Talk about it. If she does get a fight, we'll promote the shit out of it on this, on this podcast. I'd support her in anything she does and any movie or show she's in. I will go watch. Yeah. So a movie with Ben Shapiro. So on the podcast, she'll talk about how she had like, she had, 
talked about maybe doing this last fight and and then mentioned like you know being a fighter is in her blood and she's kind of dreamt of it and it's kind of like her it would be her kind of last because joe asked like well how old are you 40 it's like oh that's kind of it's like yeah i would have to be kind of like the last thing and it wasn't like a set in stone thing and she mentioned to dana like hey can you make it happen and uh and then you know dana's dana came out with this announcement like oh it's gonna be the one and done and blah blah and like it happened they should do it and then and then she was like well why would you do that like i'm not ready yet i have to put together a team and now you're gonna make it seem like now i have to find a team you know and so oh ah you know what maybe they'll they'll grow to hate each other and it'll be a real fight (laughs) you know (laughs) you know because sometimes with those the mma guys you know they there is behind the scenes politics and when they get in that ring they're actually excited to fuck that guy up not often a lot of times it's professional and it's about money she wouldn't be fighting dana white she'd be fighting ronda rousey oh oh sorry see yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that a promoter? Who the fuck are these people? Dan- Dana White is, he's a CEO of UFC. He's not, okay, he's, okay, not okay. he's not the owner. Uh, a couple other people own it, but he, he gets to run it. So he's not the Vince McMahon. No. Uh, he's the Shane McMahon. <laughs> no, you could call him the Vince McMahon. Okay. Okay. You could call him the Vince McMahon because uh, Vince McMahon ultimately has the final say in what happens. True. And so, like, ultimately, yes, there are owners. He has stockholders but, to but answer he's, to. Yeah, but he's the one that, like, okay, we're going to make this fight. We're going to make that fight. We're going to make this fight. So it's like, hey, if you want to fight, talk to Dana. I like that. I like that. All right, going into the next topic. So we're going to bring up some We do need a topic change bumper. Yeah. Topic so we're, we're going to bring up uh, relationships. And so we're going to get into it, but... By getting into it, I want to address uh, the last episode. So the last episode, I didn't really like say where I kind of stand on this whole schmabortion thing. Um, but well, you don't really get to because you have a penis. Yeah, exactly. So that's, <laughs> so that's actually what I want to say. Yeah, I, I know. I think it's, I, I love this your stance on it. So give it to me. So my, my stance on it is, um, I mean, I don't have too much to say, but th- there's... Being that it's such a controversial topic, it's, I just wish that the man was considered more. And so that's why on the last episode I brought up uh, the, the tweet where it's like, okay, well, this could happen where the guy just ends up in jail because he didn't uh, stay caught up on his child support payments. And and then th- that final thought is, well, you should have thought about that before you had sex. And it's okay, so while a lot of thought has to go into everything before having sex. And if somebody says, why don't you get a vasectomy? I'd be like, ah, beat you to that thought. Already got it. So we're good. Um, but I do want to say that, and, and there's personal, a personal story behind it, which will segue into the relationship thing here is I dated somebody who ended up getting pregnant and I was, I was scared. I was terrified. And I was How like, and I was, uh, well, I was in 2007, and it's 2022. And I'm so you were like 25, 26? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can't financially afford that. So I, I so Did you my, have a kid yet? You already had yeah, one. You yeah. had one. You yeah. had... I had Ethan. The oldest. Okay, yeah. sorry. So I was thinking like, my, my first thought was like, okay. Well, also, well, just quick funny story. When we went to the lake, I cannot remember which one of Mark's kids are which. So I just go, hey, Parker. And I, I whichever one looks, I know that that's the kid. <laughs> yeah. And I do that at the beginning of every interaction. And that is how I identify them. Yeah. Because I mix them up every time. But either way, I'm sorry. <laughs> so at this time, like... I'm thinking, shit, like, I'm not financially prepared for another baby. And that ultimately comes down. Who the fuck is? So that ultimately came down to 
like my decision on like, yeah, okay, well, we had sex. We were a rambunctious, horny couple. Let's just fucking do it. Okay. Like little so, rabbits in a field. So it happened. And then and then my my mom, my entire family, uh, and the girl that I was dating, they're like, Well, you know, you wanted a little a little girl. What if that's your little girl in there? And it's like, oh man. So I started getting really excited. That that was a big part of why I didn't have kids, because I want a girl so bad that yeah. if I have a boy, I don't know if I would love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I started getting really excited. I'm like, oh, this could Jokes. be this could be my girl. And so we started like we started the name picking process and like we actually both agreed. I like Jennifer. So we actually both <laughs> agreed on the name scarlet we're like yeah we're oh both like that scarlet. is a nice name i yeah. like it too i yeah. like it too some and people might call it a stripper name but i like it and then and then the relationship gets to the point where we just fight mm. and then once it, and then once we end the relationship she's like oh don't worry blah 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 blah. i'll deal with the, the kid and i was like well what does that mean and then you know a how month- many ooh how many months into the pregnancy would that have been because you can get what's the le- this is when I start to act I mean like I said we shouldn't have an opinion yeah. so anybody who's listening I want you to understand that I know none of the opinions we're talking about matter and yeah. they shouldn't because we're not women okay so don't you know try not to get so, too worked up it's just our thoughts yeah. on on if we were to put ourselves in the position of a poor you know uh, uh, that girl that that took a bite from that that apple. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So at this time, it's it's two months along, right? Okay. So, that's so early in the in in the we're first trimester. Yeah. So I like, do it was, not it was, respect. So third it was the November. Abortions. So it was the November we found out the December by the end of December when we when we split, and uh, that girl. Thank you. And then oh, uh, thank you, Tamara. And then in the January is when she called my mom up to say, "Tell Mark it's been dealt with." and uh so suddenly that that all that shit that i experienced and we bought we all know that mark is a good dad and is with his two kids that he does that he does that he does have so in this situation it's kind of interesting to think you know what could have been yeah so could have been your little girl and you could have been the greatest dad ever to her but you never got the fucking chance to do it yeah but at this time you know with Everybody trying to build build up the hype, and I'm like, oh yeah, this could be my little girl. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's been dealt with, and it's like, oh. But oh, for ev- okay. and this is why I'm pro-choice though, because for every one of those situations where if it w- if it happened, you would have been the be- you would have been exactly what you are to your other children. There's a yeah. hundred other assholes out there would have been just never called back. Yeah. So that that's kind of why I'm on the pro-choice. Th- this is the but this is the fifty fifty. This is this is the um the ends justifying the means. It sucks what happened to you. I am not that dude. This fucked up. That yeah. bitch is a bit evil. There's a little bit of evil in that bitch to 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 do that. Especially knowing that you already had a kid that you had successfully raised and had a relationship with. He would have been what seven, eight at the time. Uh he was he was younger. He he Five. was born in no no he was born in 04, So he would have been three. Okay, so anyways, you have a young kid around already. Yeah. So in that situation, it it can be rough. But I am but, never going to be a pro-life guy because of the 50,000 other situations unlike yours. Yeah. Where, where, where a guy would have been a piece no, of shit. But, but so this is what I was saying. And I was even saying uh, this too. This is why you think we should have an opinion or we should be able to at least be in on the talk. And, and it's not. It's a, yeah. good, or but, it's a good point, Mark. Yes, but, it, but it's This a, is an it's easy way talk. for us to say, why can't we be part of this talk then? Because it is kind of mine too. Yeah. But it's not my body that the things yeah. are being done so, to. That's why it, so I step outside regard, of it. in this regard, I was actually mentioning this to. Uh, it's just my sperm you want to fuck with. Yeah. I already let it 
go. <laughs> so that's what I was saying to uh, actually Tamara when I was saying, well, this is why I feel this way. And it's like, if they're going in for a procedure to abort a child, why couldn't there be a procedure where it's like, okay, let's just take that egg out and then raise it elsewhere. So it's not your body. I don't think we're there technologically, are we? Yeah, are we? yeah of course I, we are. You can pull a you, two... A oh, yeah. 60 day you old can, you can raise kid out you, of a woman and put in another one and it'll take oh, two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact the fact that you can fucking raise an entire sheep from fucking being the minus little the, the <laughs> okay. tiniest little cell okay. using stem cells. If you have the money to, to do that, then I, I exactly. I'm with you. I'm that with would, that would I don't be imagine it's cheap to do that. That would be you'd the have thing. to pay the girl that's getting it, pay for the surgery, and the surgery to remove what's yeah. in her. So that's three payments and in a you can you can probably. I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know enough about this to get to, about that to give an opinion. We do need to do more research. But oh, I, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So let's just go in a perfect world and say this exists. I like that idea. It's kind of interesting. Um, but time is of the essence in a situation like that. Yeah, the space you have to do something like this would be so small. So I don't know, man. It's like okay, so. Let's say. How about this? Let's say. No, no, no. Let's can, let's can, say can, it doesn't exist. Let's fucking make this. Let's, simpler, let's develop the science so that it doesn't. I have exist, a simpler so that solution that's so, more political, but would solve, but would accomplish the same thing. What? Abortions can't happen without a sign from the dad. Well, the, okay. So now, that, now this is a very her body, her choice. Yeah. Line crosser. This is a line crosser. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm crossing that line right now because in your situation, if you needed two signatures to get the job done, yeah. This it kind of gives you a little bit of say. Yeah. But you also shouldn't be allowed to say, "Well, I'm not signing and make her have the baby." I don't no, like no, that. No, I don't yeah. like that part. But I like the other side of it, where a guy who, who who's having a kid taken from him, like flat out, "I got pregnant." Ha ha! Now I'm gonna get rid of it <gasps> just to hurt you. Like you, you're eliminating that, and it happens all the time. Yeah. And so that's 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 difficult. That's oh man. See, but because well, no, in this then, no, but then or, or or even if now, but then in a rape situation. In a rape, well, that's the thing. If you don't sign, you then the, the government should make you accountable. Yeah, you you should be fully and legally have to be paying for that kid, or you will go to jail if you won't sign. Yeah. That should like yeah, you, you like, would obviously have to have certain. But certain I still don't. I still don't like that the guy's signature really really dictates what happens to her body. Yeah, that, there's they yeah. still get to win on the my body my choice oh, argument. Yeah, like I mean in that situation. It's, it's, so it's, it is so hard to talk about this. It really it is, is. I mean, it's really fucked up because. When a woman is pregnant, her body goes through a lot. Hormonal changes, oh, yeah, that, like and everything you cannot, is and, and nobody should tell a person they have to do that. Yeah. I firmly and, with you guys, and with even, any woman on that. And even in the end, some women- it could also kill them. Some uh, women could kill them. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like giving birth, some women die, and it's like, holy fuck. If it's the girls that have blood disorders and things like that, the kid will have it too. And I don't I, wish that on any kid. And I don't like the government- Or being, AIDS. If she has AIDS and she got raped, now yeah. the kid has AIDS. Like The situations that are severe are just so easy to say- don't like the government trying to take control because these Republicans that are that are pro-life, they'll also not give forth the money that they'll need to fucking raise the child that they just made this woman keep. Can I just uh, you you said the, the magic word Republican? Can I quickly remind everybody that Republicans don't run America right now? While we're having this this abortion talk, you all got rid of Trump. You said no, he's evil. And you brought in Sleepy Joe, and Sleepy Joe told you your uterus doesn't belong to you. So, congratulations. Well, no, it was the Supreme Court. 
Yeah, well, who oversees the Supreme Court, Mark? <laughs> no, the Supreme Court turns over the president. You know how many trials Do you know how many Joe Supreme Biden Court judges lost? Trump and Barack bought and sold, man? I'm telling you. you yeah, they, <laughs> it's such bullshit. Yeah, they answer to each other. And yeah, they all fucking pay each other off. Let's be real. Okay, this we don't live in, in fucking unicorn land. In the real world, the president is the, he's the, the commander-in-chief. There is no, there is no, no, no. look at Trump. You got, he's a perfect example of saying, I don't care. I'll do what I want. It was only until they rigged an election that they took his power from him. When you run the country, you have a lot more power than people think you do. No, Trump didn't get to do half of what he wanted to. And Biden's not getting to do three quarters of what he wants to, which is actually really good on both counts, right? So uh, I, I disagree completely with that. So, I mean, everything that that Biden has tried to put forth as per the Democrats in Congress has been denied from the Supreme Court. So federally, all the COVID regulations. What are we talking about? What, what, which is no, 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 no. So when it came to the COVID regulations, everybody was on board with the COVID. Regulations. Right. So what 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 are the what are the I want to know the things the Supreme Court is saying. No, Joe. What? Well, uh, the Roe versus Wade overturned. First off. Okay. The, the Roe versus Wade overturned. Uh, Biden was was heavily against it being overturned. Right. And it was the Supreme Court that said, nope, federally it's overturned, deal with it, and now it's up to the states. And that was like, that's the prime so example. So you're telling the me the states thing. is so fucked up that they got rid of a pussy-grabbing Republican, vote, well, apparently, if you believe, voted in a dead Democrat who's being <laughs> held by puppet strings by yeah. a Muslim. Okay, let's be fucking real. And while that happened, the Supreme Court hooked up with a bunch of Republicans and took your uterus from you. While Sleepy Joe's just like, eh, we're, we're kind of worried about missiles in Cuba. <laughs> like, I, don't, I just, I just, I don't know, man. It's so what, what's the, so, fu- what's the point then, Mark? Why are there Democrats and Republicans? If you get rid of the crazy right wing Republican guy, you bring in the most leftist motherfucker alive. He is the most left that exists. He's bought and sold by the Chinese. And even he can't keep Republicans from telling you what to do with your uterus. So what's the point? Why do we vote? Why is it a country? What the f- 13 colonies? Go back to the 13 colonies. We need to start at the beginning. Because something <laughs> fucked well, up between there and here. If you can have a democratically run party, a uh, democratically run country, this now, they, they, it's, I swear it's all part of the plan. They're literally just talk, have us on this show right now even talking about abortion specifically to distract us. It's just because it doesn't make sense to me that a democratically run country is letting this Republican style, and it is stupid Republican bullshit, run rampant. You have control of Congress. You have control of the Senate. You have options. And he's like, well, I tried. I don't want it to be overturned. But they did. Oopsie daisy. Well, they, okay. I so- swear to God, Trump, Trump would be on Twitter right now going, I'm going to find them all and buy them off. Don't worry. Like, I swear, <laughs> I'm telling you, we fucked up throwing him out. Him and George Bush Sr. got one term, and he should have. Trump got one term, and he shouldn't have. I firmly oh, believe that. No, 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 no. The last three years of Trump's policies were were what made the American economy. But, dude, he set those policies based on a failing economy and then had the the, the, the pandemic 
happen. It's got nothing to do with him. If you took everything he the pandemic on, wasn't on. If you took his instilled policies and removed the pandemic, it would have been fine. It would have been fucking fine. No, it wouldn't he not. had great foreign policy. I'm sorry. Well, I can argue with you this all day on this. Oh, his yeah. fucking foreign policies, his trade shit with Mexico, all that shit would have been amazing. We would have made trillions. There would have been jobs. He was all about coal. He was all about local power. Yeah, yeah. I'm, all that shit would have been great. And they said fuck it all as soon as they could because COVID because COVID oh no the, the economy changed yeah but but that and that's my belief yeah but that had nothing to do with Trump Th- that was everything he was trying to fight so Trump wasn't the president during COVID though at the, uh, yeah when it started yep when it started yes but and that, but what I'm saying is the first two and a half three years of his term when he set all that shit up there was no COVID no then all, it was like the rug got pulled under no person in history would be able to prepare for what we got in 2020 there's no way he was gonna be able to he was getting the world ready for you know the what we were supposed to be doing next recovering from the 2008 housing crisis yeah. recovering from 2012 when all the fucking interest rates went up recovering from 2015 when eight banks went up recovering from from all this this let's work towards and and then covid happened and it was like three steps back with the one step forward well, yeah well well instantly with covid when he's like all right well if if this is happening i don't think he dealt with covid properly don't get me wrong no. but no one can predict what that that was going to yeah, happen and exactly. then the, and then the leftists took over because all of a sudden health was more important than than your actual human rights. Yeah, exactly. But but that's the thing. So when when the COVID thing happened and he's like, okay, well, this is happening in Wuhan. We're going to ban, ban flights from and to uh, China. You say it. Uh, Wuhan. Wuhan? Wuhan. What? Is it Wuhan? Wuhan? Or Shuhan? I believe it's Wuhan. Wuhan. But, but again. I believe it's Wuhan. But again, when he... <laughs> When he banned the flights to and from China, he was attacked for being xenophobic. And it's like, no, but this is where the shit started. That's how they started saying he's a bad guy, even though when he was being a smart guy. It was the beginning of the fucking end. If we started listening to him then, I I don't know. I just No, no. It it started basically as soon as he got into the office. Because remember, prior to him as president, Snoop Dogg was friends with him. And then after he got into office, he's like, oh, Trump's racist. Wait. What? What changed? Exactly. The left changed. That's all. The left the left agenda changed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh I always like Trump. I'm sorry. I just I loved his foreign policy. I, I don't like any uh, I don't like any of the 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 personal shit that that, that but I'm going to be honest. I, I think a womanizing pussy grabbing piece of shit chauvinistic asshole should run a country with the most powerful military in the world. I'm sorry. I think it's appropriate, the, and it would probably be the only better thing off. Is, the only thing is he can't... I don't want a drama teacher running the country no. because we all know what happens when you try that. No, no, no. See, you can't act the way that he did as president, but when it came, I agree. When it came down to that grabbing by the pussy shit, first off, that was somebody like snooping and spying and recording, and locker room talk, whether, happens. whether somebody wants to deny it, is a real fucking thing. We we mentioned it before, like even being maybe he was just saying that to impress somebody a lot, like the way exactly. I'm not gonna lie. If I was like I don't know, trying to really impress a guy that I knew was a bit of a womanizer, I might describe grabbing some bitch by the pussy too to make him think I was cool. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But like locker room talk. I'm I'm not condoning grabbing girls by the pussy, but I am condoning locker room talk. We all do it. Yeah, every girls, all you bitches that are gonna play fucking devil's advocate with this and go. Nah, nah, I hear you, girls. I have been a fly on the wall when you're like, oh my See, God, 
so the- Alex's cock was like sliding in and out of me the other day, right? But, and no, I left my underwear on and it was chafing really bad. It's like, funny I've heard that your talk. It, yeah, it's funny that you I say that. I grab them because- right by the cock. They, they don't know what to do. You look them right in the eyes, you got them right by the cock, and you just you just own them in that moment. You know what I mean? I know. I've had <laughs> multiple <laughs> women, including Tamara, say like, yes, women actually talk worse than men I don't sometimes. know if it's worse, but it's on par. Yeah. On par for sure. Yeah. <laughs> See? She's convinced. Say that See? again louder for the people in the back. <laughs> See? So, uh, like, locker room talk, this quote, if that's what it's called, locker room talk, <laughs> fucking exists. It happens. Everybody has a sexual moment where they're like, holy fuck, I would suck a fart out of her asshole if, I, if she came near me. It happened. I would let her defecate on my face, lick it off, and ask for more. That did happen. On she, your penis? Yeah. She, she filmed it to like, oh, yeah. Pixar, it didn't happen. And there's a video. There's a video. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Our three relationship just got next level weird. Because I want to see this video so bad. But I don't want to see Mark's dick. So it's a weird thing. No, it's, it's over cloth. It was, I was wearing shorts. And she's like, no. Pop, pop. <laughs> and it was like, whoo. Yeah. Like flat out caught the skin. Pinched the skin a bit. No, no. I had been day drinking because I was stuck in my room when we were getting the floors done. Right. You would have been day drinking regardless of the floors. Don't lie to me. No, no, no. no. I'm just. Kidding. But no, I'm like, let me record this and send this to Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? And I just lay there, like, tired from work. I'm like, just why is this? This is happening? my life now. Like, this is what's happening. This is what? my life. Yeah. This is my life. I'm getting dick tongued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just go get the uh, turkey baster and fuck with my dick with that a little bit too? Like, like let's just go, let's just go to town. I do. I do. You yes. know what? We can, uh, Tamara. I will defend you. Okay, I have seen the video of you slapping her in the face with her own tit. Yes. So you that earned. Has happened. You earned the dick tongs. Yeah. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> you earned them. I consider you fucking even right so, now. I mean, it's it's. Nuts. So I like it's that. funny. I mean, describing the things that happen in this relationship to people, like a coworker, and it's like you guys have a weird relationship. I'm like, I didn't say I, that we weren't. If anybody says you were weird, I strive to be weird. I don't want to be just one with the sheep. I want to stray on my own path. I have to. Oh, me. Uh, so I had a funny. Uh, where was I? Oh, at the lake to see you. <laughs> I forgot. So I'm at the lake with a girl that's a friend of mine. And I said, and I said, I'm going to do this thing that I used to do with my ex-wife and see if it works. And she goes, what's that? And I just stood near a crowd because we were near. You described where you and the kids were. Yeah. And I just went. Ah, 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 ah. And so she laughed really hard. Right. Yeah. And I was like, nothing. Okay. So later on, when we were getting a drink, we got separated. And I hear, and I go, ah, there she is, right? Like she, <laughs> she used it, and then I found her, and we all found you. It was just really funny, but like people used to say me and Lisa were weird because we would, we would like go to the grocery stores and do weird shit. Like I don't mean like sexually weird. I just mean we would go and like use the <laughs> the toilet paper rolls and like have a toilet paper roll. We we buy we put one in the cart and I'd open it and I'd throw one at her head and then we'd have a fight. Of toilet paper rolls in the aisle. Make yeah. a big fucking mess. We would do the, uh, 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 the bird call to when we couldn't find each other. She'd go, 
she'd yell across the store, whatever's on sale. And everybody would look over like, why is she screaming in the store? And then I'd be in like four aisles over and be like, get that shit. <laughs> like, so I love I, that. So if I'm on a sugar high, if I have a lot of energy in a grocery store, I'm going to make myself Canada's uh, number one enemy right now. If I'm going through a grocery store and, and like I'm feeling really rambunctious, I will go down the chip aisle and crunch the bags of chips, like crunch, 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 crunch. So the person that gets the chips has a bunch of broken ones? <laughs> yeah. You're eating. I know, right? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa. We, we were talking about pedophilia being evil, but this is next level, okay? <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> Listen to me right now. The next time I come home and I open a bag of chips and it's nothing but like. I'm not going to snap glow sticks. No, no, no. He snaps all the glow sticks. I don't snap the glow sticks. And, there's a ch and all the chips are the size of this beer cap. I'm driving right to this house. <laughs> right to this house. I'm going to be like, I don't know if it was you, but I'm going to slap you anyway. Because it could have been. I will let you in. I'll give you. You'll, you know, you're going to help me set it oh, up. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going like, to give him tongs. And like, ah! He's going to come at me with tongs. And you're like, no, Alex. Uh, it's not no. gay if I use the tongs to touch your dick, okay? That's not gay. There's some, but no. the, the tongs are between us, and I'm doing it to hurt you, not make you feel good. You're like, then why am I aroused? Okay. All of a sudden, the tongs are gone. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is fucking hilarious, man. Oh, I thought when we were- Yeah, right afterwards, you're like, I'm craving an all-beef jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. I will admit. I um. I thought when you said we should use relationship talk today, right? When I'd said that we should do one because I've had a lot of people yeah, yeah. say that we, you know, it's it's they like when we talk about relationships. They, oh, we're gonna need a longer section. Oh, then. well, we're this episode has come to its conclusion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking I was gonna end up getting into the violent stuff because it was like my newest one because I had a really cool talk with some friends of mine this week because I'm gonna get into the place now where it's like behind me. It's yeah. like something I can remember. I can look at the good parts of it and I can go, oh, somebody that I used yeah. to know. Don't. We used to play that. That was her and I's song when we <laughs> okay. did karaoke. All can right. you calm so, down? So I want to say, <laughs> I want to say this to literally everybody that listens. Detach everything that you've done with somebody. Detach that from everything because that'll ruin art. That'll ruin shows. Can I that'll ruin movies, music, literally everything. Oh, wow. We used to walk by the beach too. So I don't ever want to go to the beach. It's, no, specific, it's it. different than that. It's specific stuff. So I, 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 and I, I'm with you on this. I'm making progress. Can I explain how? Sure. We both know the significance of meet me at our spot. That song. I played it last night at yeah. the gig. I, I got through that song. And I didn't really even think about her too much. I was more focused on trying to sound like fucking Willow because she's a bitch. Yeah, she's hard to She's a very good. I love Willow. She's dope. Will Smith's kid. But uh, anyways, so yeah, I did that. So that's progress. That's for me. Yeah. That's a bit of progress. A, a little bit, you know? So I thought we were going to end up talking more about that because I just got, I've kind of come to terms with it. But at the same time, I think, it, like you say, the point of that whole story is just, yeah, we, you, Guys and, and girls too, I guess. You really need to call a spade a spade when something's done and try and look back at the good shit and be like, ah, that was fun. Going yeah. to that show was fun. Doing that was fun. Go, I don't know, whatever dumb shit, you know? Yeah. And forget about the bad stuff. It's not really worth focusing on the bad shit. But one thing I will admit, ah, when I break up with someone, I do the block delete and I never undo it because I am such a bitch. If I got the call or the message like, hey, you, know, you want to go grab coffee? <laughs> I would go. Okay. I would. And that's oh, why yeah. I keep them blocked because I'm a weak little bitch and I, and I know I am. So I keep, 
Even the ex-wife. I mean, it would never happen in a million years. I think she's remarried and all that shit. But yeah. like, yeah, any person, because, and the reason I'm like that is because, um, we are talking about this with another friend of mine about, I am uh, the most forgiving person on the fucking planet. And to talk about why we got to get out of relationships and get into parent shit. After all the shit with my dad, I found him on Facebook 18 years after he was gone and drove to New Brunswick and met up and him and I have a relationship. We talk occasionally. Is it a great relationship? Probably not. But the chip off the, is gone off the shoulder. Uh, it's uh, I, I call every time I talk to him, I'm so sorry. And I don't care. I'm, I, it's a forgiven done thing. Like literally the worst thing you can do to a person is abandon them and leave them, especially in a poverty ridden situation of chaos. Like I was left in, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I, I've been the age he was when it happened and dealt with my own shit and went, maybe I wouldn't have made the same, maybe I wouldn't have made a different decision. You know, life is hard. Kids are hard. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty, to be able to deal with my dad and get to a level of forgiveness where we can love each other and, and talk and, and get past all that beef, I can do it with anybody. Any man in my life, any like Dan and his crazy shit, or yeah, you know, you, we all know the Dan stories, you know. And like I say, even Lisa, the ex-wife, like you know, if I got a message I or a have call, a ton of Dan stories, not the same Dan, <laughs> but I just have a ton of random Dan stories. You know, anybody that messages you and says, "Hey, man, like I'm sorry, like I, I you know, I was nobody was 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 innocent in that when we had our our spat." You know, can we talk kind of thing? I will, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't, I just, I can't think of much someone could do. Maybe short of physically, like, if you beat up my mom, we're probably never going to be friends again or something <laughs> like that. But I mean, like short, like regular types of fuck ups, talking shit, pushing, you know, guys getting in this spat. I can get past it. If you're willing to talk it out like men and shake hands and go, we can agree to disagree. I will give anyone the time of day, anyone, because for, I, I just believe in forgiveness because I've been so shitty. So See, I, shitty in life, so and I've had people forgive me. So you, I feel like I should be the same way. So you and I, and this will be great for our, our audience to know. This is where we. Different? I mean, do we, yeah. do we differ oh, here? Definitely. Props. Definitely. There's nothing wrong with so, that. So, so I need people for, like for you, you to be a, or a forgiving guy, and then you'll listen to me and say like, "Oh, okay. Well, no, I couldn't be in the same headspace you are because." Uh, just like so many experiences that we can talk about where you're like, holy shit, I respect you because of, I respect you because of. Because, I, because you reacted X and I know I would have gone Y. Yeah, exactly. So I react much differently now than, than I did. You told me this. And because I, I have a hard time believing you because you're just so calm and collected. Yeah. Now. So because I react differently now than I did before I might've been forgiving, but now I'm not forgiving. Like, because I'm so calm and kind of collected now that if something happens to fuck me over, no, fuck you. Like, you I'm fucked so, up. I'm like, so calm, holy. I will very calmly remove you from my life. Right? Is that <laughs> yeah. what your attitude yeah. is? So if I remove you from my life, you're out of my life. That, that's it. There's there's no forgiving. There's no... So there are certain people... So, okay, just hypothetical. You and I have a big spat about something, right? And then it's six months down the road, and I, and I were to message you like, man, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 and just truly apologize. You wouldn't even give me the time of day? Probably not, because I would think that you would just do it again. I don't. I, so but, okay, hang on. Hear so me I out. don't necessarily. So maybe, maybe our relationship doesn't get back to a place where we're podcasting together or we're besties at the beach together. But you wouldn't even say it's cool, bro. Don't worry. Or it, we. It well, depends. It depends know, on the circumstance. Like so it, it's never going to be as as tight as it was. But I am willing to let things go and keep an arm's length relationship with people who've done me dirty. 
I, that that's something right. I'm like like my yeah. dad. Like, look at my dad. I don't know if he's never gonna fucking do if he's gonna do it again. Okay, but I'm still willing to keep this talk to him now and then to to, to give to try. Okay, to be so, the better person. So this mutual friend that we have, there was a lifestyle that he got. That I knew you were gonna bring this up. So there was a lifestyle that he kind of got drawn to, and it wasn't a lifestyle for me. Yep. And when this happened, a big spat ended up happening between the both of us where he straight up insulted me as a parent, as a, as a dog caregiver and all this <laughs> shit. And like, Max We've, was my life. My kid was my life. And I was like, Me right. and this mutual friend of yours have had this 20 times. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm done. And I never talked to him. Uh, I hadn't talked to him for a couple of years. And then a couple of years later, he kind of got back to me. He's like, I don't know why we kind of fell out. And I was like, you, you don't, I do. You don't know. Let me tell you all the ways that you fucked up. So I told him, he's like, Oh wow. I really don't remember that. I was like, maybe it's cause you were coked out the whole time. Yeah. Like, and, and so like, and I I've, have Mark, I've been there. I've been the coked out guy lashing out at <laughs> everyone else because you're a piece of shit. I've fucking done it, man. I've been there. So I, I, I have a, but that's why I'm telling you those two years went by and he, he messaged you. Now, did he ever really say sorry? So I didn't mean that he, shit. He did apologize, but I haven't forgiven him the same way. So like our relationship hasn't returned to what it was and it never will. So that, that's, but in that situation, he hasn't changed that much. You know what I, I, you know what I'm saying? In the way that I don't, you are right in, in that, that would happen again. You're not wrong because we've done it. I'm just accepted that every six months we're going to have that fight yeah. and have to move on from yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's what I wouldn't do. I, and that's, that's the difference. We're cool. We can be our own people and be cool with that. I have been abandoned so much. I think that's why I'm like this because I'm so scared to lose more important people. I'm so scared to feel more of this that I am willing to give anybody if they're willing to be sorry enough. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to keep you at arm's length and I'm, and, and I'm going to be... I'm going to be more, you know, critical of the relationship that I have with whoever this person is than I was in the past, but I'm still willing to have the relationship because I'm, you know, because of those issues. I think it comes yeah. from the abandonment. I think it comes from my sister and the dad and like just so many significant people, the wife and her whole family, just the complete fuck you. Today, you're our son we never had and tomorrow you're garbage and we won't even pick up the phone for you. I've had it happen so much that I think that's where that stems from for me. Whereas you don't have a lot of, a short of your father passing on you at a young age, you don't have a lot of just, I'm not that I was an abandonment. But it kind of feels the same. I bet you have a very similar feelings to how it all went down. It's it doesn't feel much different than my dad just popping out and not coming back after eight. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of a similar. They're not there. It doesn't really matter what happened. They're just not there. Yeah. So I think we have that in common. But yeah, you deal with it better than I do because you know I don't know. It's part of why I didn't have kids too. You did, and you're a great dad. And I think if you shared my abandonment issues, you'd probably be a shitty dad. So I think I might have. This conversation has reiterated to me that not having kids was probably a good decision, because I probably would have continued to make different decisions than you have. And you're an awesome well, I dad. Think, I think, you're a great dad, and I don't think I would have been. I think I just don't think of, I would have been. Part of that though is the growth, like growing up without a dad. Without a dad, I wanted to be what was missing from my life. So it's like, oh, okay. So if I was missing this, I was missing this. I wish I did that. I wish I did that. So how about I do that shit with my kids? So that it, it's a different mindset and maybe it's food. I had this, fun. I had the same mindset, but it was just this. The, that's not what's important. It's the fight to the get the fight to get the opportunity to do that with your kids that I wouldn't have been willing to do. Oh, do you understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why yeah. I didn't have them. It's because it's you fight. Yeah. fought uphill with a 
scat in one hand and a knife in the other up of Mount Everest to get to the custody battle of the fucking top of this mountain. And yeah. you got to the fucking summit. You fucking got to that summit. And then you fucking projectile vomited and then you fucking got on your ass and slid it down to the bottom and laughed in her face the whole time. I couldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. do that. I'm not strong enough it's to. It's a very strong The abandonment thing. issues, you have to be so attached to that person to fight like that. And because of all the abandonment, I think I would have just went into abandonment mode and went, fuck them. It's not worth the fight. And I, that's I why I didn't do it. See, but I don't, I don't know if you would. No, because when, you say that, but mine did. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what, I, where, oh, yeah. did he not have the should I fight moment and decide not to? You no, decided to, and he didn't. Again, again, breaking. What's the difference? Breaking the cycle again. Breaking the cycle. You're your own person. So if you're holding your own child, and you have your bond with your child, where you see that your child will do things with you that your child won't do with. Uh, their mother. Yes. Then you're like, oh, okay, this is ours. And that right there is a single attachment that you guys have. And if you have enough of those, you're willing to fight for that. Understood. And you know what? I'm only 35. I'm not an old man yet. I hope to get there one day. I hope to be able to do that little thing where I hold and look at this motherfucker and go, all right, we're dying for you. You know what I mean? As you wipe, wipe red across his forehead and go, Simba. And then you, your girl's like, what the fuck did you put on our child's head? And then you just hold him up outside the window yeah. of the hospital yeah. while somebody from down below with a boombox is plastic <laughs> circle of life <laughs> in a circle I mean in your head when your child's being born circle you hear that himanyana himanyana bada himanyana himanyana bada himanyana we just did the first three minutes of the Lion King live on the air <laughs> I think it's a good way to fucking end All it. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Episode 35! 35! Same age as me. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to direct everybody to www.theshotpod.com. Remember that zero and shot. We got the contest going. Leave. <laughs> The contest is live. You can win merchandise if you write nice things about us, but mean it. If you don't mean it, don't write it. <laughs> <laughs> There's already some up there, guys. Check it out if you want to win free merchandise. See you in episode 36. Peace.